welcome everyone to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everybody out in internet land doing tonight? Uh, Harry, you, uh, you're doing pretty well. Um, since we last recorded, you have been married. Show us that ring for the viewers. Boom. Uh, Boom. There, we go. there we go. And you've been on a honeymoon. Uh, how did those things go? Uh, they were incredible. I mean, you guys were obviously at the wedding and uh, mm -hmm. a part of it. And I was so happy you guys got to stand up there with me on the day. Um, it was uh, it was lovely. I, I may or may not have cried. It's up for debate, but uh, there are photos and videos out there. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then and Antigua is just uh, a beautiful place. Uh, we stayed at Coco Bay uh, Resort. So if anybody's looking for a place to stay in Antigua. Um, and it was just, you know perfect relaxed we went to disney world for a couple days uh, my wife will kill me if i don't mention that so we went there for two days on our on our trip down since uh we can only get flights out i think out of it in miami but um yeah it was beautiful man it's uh it's strange coming back to the real world and having to do dishes and laundry and cat litter and all that fun stuff but on another positive note uh i was cast in knives out too so everything is coming up harry <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a wonderful time to be alive and I'm looking forward to the next journey with that movie. So I'll see you guys in Greece pretty soon. Excellent. Well, we're happy uh, <laughs> to have you back and happy to be back together here. Hans, how about you? How you doing, buddy? Good. I cannot wait to see any pictures that are available of you in Antigua because, <laughs> yes. you know, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hit up uh, your, your new wife and see what, uh, see what she says. Um, but no, I'm doing good. Um, you know, fun time at the wedding. Uh, now I, I don't, you know, think I have any big events to look forward to now in terms of, uh, so if you want to like renew your vows later in the summer, that'd be great. I mean, so if you just, just think about it, just as long as a, there's a cocktail hour hands, you got a big yeah. thing coming up in two days. Yeah. My, my son's second birthday. There we I go. I was thinking that too. I'm like, why is he not much <laughs> But unfortunately, we're not having like an open bar and, you know, yeah, get, get, yeah so no dance floor. <laughs> yeah, no There's dance only going floor. to be mild fun. <laughs> the deck's going to collapse probably if we start dancing. So, you know, we don't we don't want that. Put that to the test. <laughs> Good. Well, we are glad to have you here as well, buddy. Uh, yeah. I mean, Harry, your wedding was an amazing time. Thank you for oh, including us. Uh, of course. You know, to be a part of it. Um but we're not here to talk weddings and honeymoons and all that stuff. We're here for some hot takes, baby. And uh, we've got some especially uh, hot takes for you here tonight because the topic is random spiciness. So what does that mean? Uh, well, we each came up with some random hot takes that uh, that are particularly hot. They don't you know, necessarily tie together with anything, just kind of stream of consciousness stuff that came to us that we wanted to get off our chests and Lots of people probably not going to agree with it, but guess what? That's why they're hot takes. So with that being said, we're going to dive into it. Um, first one for me is Harrison Ford, man. He needs to stop mm. with action movies. He's getting mm. up there in age. He's in his, uh, I believe, his mid to late 70s. Guys out there like flying planes. He was injured on The Force Awakens. He got injured in a plane crash. Now he's filming Indiana Jones and he gets injured. And at first they're like, oh, no, it's cool. We'll, we'll be able to keep filming. And now apparently filming is halted or rearranged because he's injured. Um, I mean, look, Harrison, I love you. And I'm not saying stop acting. I'm saying mm. stop acting in action movies, in action roles specifically. Um, I didn't need another Indiana Jones. That's not necessarily part of this rant, but... I certainly don't need 
this national treasure getting injured anymore uh, just for the sake of our entertainment. What do you guys think about this? I think that he necessarily doesn't have to do action in the next Indiana Jones. He could just be kind of, you know, like just there and he can act and do whatever he wants to do. He doesn't necessarily have to be on a, a big action set piece, but of course, you know, he he's, he's so funny to watch it during interviews because I, I, some part like half the time, I don't even think he likes acting, but it just, that, that's how I like, like I get from him, but he, he at in his seventies, he's giving a lot two roles that he's done like that he swore he was done with and he just goes back to them probably most likely for money it's probably not like a story like he's probably you know getting that retirement getting getting going for his family and everything but i I agree like i just i i cringe whenever i see like older actors kind of even like when i was watching like lord of the rings and you see like gandalf fighting now it's probably Mm -hmm. most likely a stunt double like for the most part but you just see him like you see like ian mckellen doing some goofy stuff and you're just like, oh, like this is, this is going to seriously hurt them. Like, why, why would you want to do this? Yeah. No. Grandpa, see, I, no. <laughs> yeah. Like why? Like you, you've made it this far in life and made like a very successful career and you decide to just like do something stupid and you're going to hurt your shoulder. Like he'll probably go back to filming and, and crack his head open or something. And then in no more Indiana Jones. No, no, no time for sequels, Doctor Jones. <laughs> yes, we certainly no do not need that uh, that injury, Harry. What do you think about Harrison? You know, it's an interesting take that you have there, Papa. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's a pretty good take as well. I would have to agree with you and Chris on this. It's, I was looking, I was looking through his IMDb, you know, before we were coming on, before we were talking, and like, I'm looking back at a movie like 42, like with uh, the the Jackie Robinson story. Like that's like what Harrison Ford should be like moving towards but i feel like this is also interesting because it also makes me think of coming up with our uh, our actor debate that we had you know uh, a couple weeks back was just like talking about tom cruise like i picture tom cruise being like just like harrison ford you mm-hmm. know as far as just like in his like because i was looking at it harrison ford was born in 1942 so he's almost 80 years old um if not yeah. So it's like, I feel like that's going to be Tom Cruise if he lives that long with all the stunts he's doing. But yeah, I mean, like where, where's your, where's your like old romantic comedy Harrison? Like, where's your going back to like your days of like the witness, um, you know, movies. Where's, of just, where's like, morning glory too. Yeah. Like where, <laughs> where are you chilling out? Like working girl, like where are you just being like a romantic, like kind of old lead or like even being in, you know, I guess like he never really got hooked up with like a Scorsese, a Scorsese type. But I mean, I guess Spielberg would be like his, I guess, like, where's his bridge of spies like Tom Cruise? Like, where's his kind of, you know, piece that he could be shooting for an Oscar and just kind of, you know, showing off his acting skills and, you know, maybe even some of his old 80s handsomeness. But I don't know. I think a screws loose up there. Like you were mentioning all the injuries and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. I think he like personally like was flying a plane. I don't know if that's yeah. what you referenced earlier. And like landed yeah. it on the golf course. That, yeah. That was for like, that was for pleasure. That wasn't for yeah, a movie. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and he was in the call, the wild, you know, we talk, I mean, yeah. the Han Solo bit, like him trying to be Han Solo still. And I mean, I know he was spoiler alert. Um, you know, and then it seems like he's bringing back all his old roles of what he used to be. I mean, Blade Runner, you know, and now Indiana Jones, it's like, it might be time to just, you know, I hope we get a scene in new Indiana Jones where he like hangs up the hat, you know, and just walks out um, for it. But yeah, definitely. I would say uh, a good hot take like Harrison sit down. Yeah. All, all I'm going to say on this too, is I've been in the cockpit of a plane before 
and when I was like 13 and yeah, it, true story. Um, <laughs> Astonished looks from me and Harry yeah. for those of us. Um, true story. I've been in, it wasn't like a general, it was like a two pair, <laughs> like two passenger plane. I took like flight lessons and um, for like one summer, I, I, I'm not qualified to do anything. Um, but I, I was like a 13 year old teenager with like no job and no money. If I was a millionaire, I would not even think about going and, and flying my own plane. Like how, like he does it, Travolta does yeah. it like, nah, like that, that's too risky. Especially then you're going to land on a golf course. Like, come on. No way. Yeah. Insane. Uh, before I, uh, we move on to the next topic. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Harry. No, I was going to say, I, I thought we had an airplane situation where uh, the, the pilot was going to ask Hanratty, do you like gladiator movies, Hans? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Excellent uh, call there. Uh, shout out. I'm in, the, I'm in the remake of that. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we move on to the next topic, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, I wanted to shout out one of our listeners, Laura Goldstein, uh, huge Hello. fan. And uh, she actually brought up Harry. Well, Harry mentioned, you know, our topic of top five actors uh, mm-hmm. from a few weeks ago. And she mentioned somebody that uh, could possibly be in that discussion. I thought was a great candidate. And that is uh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you guys think? He deserves to be in that discussion. Does he make it on the top five? Just, you know, real quick. Hmm. Yeah, I, I uh, no, I wouldn't put on top five. I'm sorry, but he, mm. he's definitely on that. Like would I would, I, he would edge in on the top 10. Um, I mean, he does have a lot of like iconic roles in terms of like Wolverine. Like, like I think his best, his best, he, he's one of those actors that keeps getting better. Um, he has a ton of range because like he's playing superhero movie. And then you have, like a movie like Greatest Showman, which it's it's a, basically a musical, which I haven't seen all of it, but um, from the first half, he's phenomenal in it. Um, I mean, he's done like romantic comedies. He's done. He's really done everything. Um, I mean, I'm always going to remember him as Logan. Um, mm-hmm. And and I really wish with the MCU, with you know, we're not going to go into that, but where things are going, that he might make a comeback. Um, and he's definitely a name that I would love to see. Like he he he's definitely a list. Um, I, best of all time, I would say no now, but he's just, he's definitely doing more and more to prove that. Well, I mean, when it's all said and done in 15, 20 years, we're having this conversation. I, I, I could see him going, going that route. Aaron, if, we're, if, if we're still having an up, if we're still doing like top five, after 20 years. <laughs> oh, we will be, <laughs> we'll get the, we'll get the Harrison Ford call of, uh, of stop podcast <laughs> at that point. Um, yeah, I just uh, I imagine Laura smiling ear to ear right now. She was uh, she was a guest at the wedding. So uh, love Laura. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, he has the iconic role of, you know, playing obviously Logan slash Wolverine. So he has that as far as like if we're talking like how do we measure that? You know, part of it is our own acclaim. But as far as like awards that he's been nominated for, I don't really he doesn't really have the body of work there, you know, for for good or bad. I mean, I know The Greatest Showman was like a beloved movie that I have not seen as of yet. I'm sure once the wife watches it, it'll be on repeat. Um, he was in one of Chris's favorite movies, Eddie the Eagle, which I'm surprised. Uh, I forgot about it. I love that movie. Um, And I mean, I saw him in the front runner and he was solid and he was great in prisoners. So I think some of his best work is yet to come. Um, But I don't think it's a bad, it's a bad shout for, you know, if we want to talk, you know, um, you know, 2000 on, you know, type actors of, you know, who, who, who could claim to make that, Um, you know, Van Helsing's obviously a knock for him, but uh, you know, I think it's not a bad nom, not a bad nom, Laura. Thanks for, thanks for the shout out for it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 
I, I agree with the boys. I think, uh, you know, he definitely deserves to be in that conversation. I don't think he bumps anybody from our actual top five list, but uh, he's shown tremendous range. I mean, he's obviously got the singing chops. I think he was in Les Mis also, right? Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, like you guys mentioned, Greatest Showman, which was fantastic. Harry, you, you should go out yeah. of your way to see that. Which, um, Prisoners I didn't know Logan. Until, I didn't know until recently. Like, he has a state. Like, he came from, like, Broadway. And yeah, yeah. his first role was X Men, which I, which I think is pretty cool because yeah. normally like they they went with a, a no name and and that role basically changed his life and his career. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. talking about jumping into an iconic role and being able to not only handle that pressure but grow into it and become like basically the face of that franchise. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. pretty astounding. Uh, but yeah, so he's he's a tremendous actor. Not taking anything away from him, but. Uh, I don't think he makes it quite into our top five, but good pick. And thank you for the uh, suggestion, Laura. Uh, all right. So moving on hands, what, what random spiciness do you have for us? I'm just getting this out of the way because I see this guy like, like multiple times every year. Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is just, he's not a good action star. He's not a good actor. Mm. Uh, I will. Mm. And I, and I will argue this other than like boogie nights. Uh, he was mm. good at boogie nights and, and the fighter isn't, it's a good movie, but I think I'm more into the role than for like Christian Bale. Like I think he was phenomenal in it. And I know we talked about this before. I think someone corrected me when we were talking about Wal- like something with Wahlberg where they are like, well, what about the fighter? I'm like, yeah, like he was great in that. And I think I mixed it up with Christian Bale. So, um, but other than that, I like, I honestly will not watch a movie now because Mark Wahlberg's name on it is on it. I, I'd like, once he's like basically like the departed, I'm not like big on it. I think it's good, but like he's not a main character now for the most part. He's more of a side like a um like a side character. But other than that, like I hate the guy. He can't act. Like and and he came out with that that dumb new movie that just that that's I, I don't even know what it was called. Um Infinite. And <laughs> oh, I won't yeah. I won't yeah. watch it. I'll never I I've seen like a hundred previews for it. And like Transformers movies that I I get suckered into watching every time they come out because like they release a good trailer and like he was in two of those which what were like the two of the worst movies ever um you know the happening which is is probably the worst performance i've ever seen from any actor in my life and i and i I, i'm starting to think that that might have been like some kind of like critique of something like i i there's no way that he actually showed up and, and performed that way but then, like, the, all these action stars are just, like, or action movies that he's in. Like, they all, like, either don't make sense. They're just all, like, stupid. And he's just, not, like, I don't think he, like, I don't understand how he carries movies. And when I tell people that, they're like, well, he's such a good actor. I'm like, give me, like, give me, like, five movies that you're, like, holy crap. Like, Wahlberg knocked it out of the park. All right, like, uh, I just, let me let me run some by you real quick. And let, now, I want to hear your thoughts. Ooh, how, about, how about the other guys? All right, you know what? Let me. All right, and you know, I wanted to bring that. I know, and I wanted Hold to on. bring this into my argument. Like okay. movies, like like the other guys in Ted, like they're silly, like movies. Like he's not at, like he's not like I'm trying to think of the word. He's, he's not, not acting. Like, he's not. He is acting, but he's at, like they're silly roles. It's kind of like John C. Riley is a fantastic actor, but then mm. like I look at like Step Brothers, like he's just being a goof the whole movie. Like you're having fun making that kind of movie. Like yeah. yes, he's acting, but. I like like I, like I think he's a much better actor in like some of his like more serious roles. All but right, then let like me throw Mark out Wal- two others then. Oh, Keep go ahead. Okay. I was gonna say Let's- like Ted. I love Ted. Ted is one of my favorite comedies ever, and Wahlberg's mm. in it. But he's like the one, the like the least, like the least likable part of that movie for me. Like I hate 
I hate him in that. Go ahead. Keep going. Rough. Uh, how about Lone Survivor? I've never seen it. Not because Ooh. of him. I just, Ugh. I think I just I have hate it. Lone I... Survivor. Really? I just, uh, they I spoil like, the movie in the title. Well, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's propaganda. I think it's a little too propaganda for me. Uh, okay. like, you know, service and stuff like that. I think it's, I think it leans a little bit more into the glorifying of, you know, what it's like being in there as opposed to, um, you know, being involved in the military as opposed to like just showing like the real deal for it. Um, okay. Yeah. How about Patriots Day? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. So, so this That's, is, that was, the, was that about the is, marathon that bossed the marathon? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is something I was going to mention too. Like he's, he's kind of become like him and Peter Berg doing these movies, you know, I, both you mentioned, I believe are directed by Peter Berg, uh, Greg, where it's kind of these, and uh, Deepwater Horizon, these like American stories that like Peter Berg is telling, starring Mark Wahlberg is like the quintessential person to play. And if you like look at um, some of the characters that Mark Wahlberg plays as opposed to the person it was, completely different, you know, even looking or ethnicity and stuff like that. Um, so, but I think that's the thing that keeps his stardom alive is he's doing these movies that like are, you know, true stories, you know, and being presented to us in, you know, a kind of a fictitious, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a fictitious form, but in, um, yeah, yeah, fictionalized. yeah, yeah, heard yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Um, for it. So, but I think that does help his case, but I don't think that's what Chris is arguing. He's more mm-hmm. arguing like, uh, well, he's more arguing more of a, he's a star slash action star, which, you know, I think as Greg was also alluding to as well, I think his comedy is definitely something that shines through. Um, okay yeah. yeah i mean i just like i'm not saying he's the best I, he's oh, definitely yeah, of course he's no, not yeah. in that top five discussion nowhere near case. it yeah but i yeah. i don't think he's bad i just i think he's decent no. yeah. but hands are you're saying he's bad or no? I, d- I don't like him and people are like they're <laughs> like they, they like throughout these movies i'm like i feel like he's like one of those where he doesn't have a lot of range and when he tries to go outside of range uh uh the the happening then they're just or like transformers they're just like oh. Yeah, I, I, I don't even I don't know why I brought that up. Like, I just I just feel like his ranges is like so like like, yeah, he could do like a couple comedies. But like, I just feel like he's like the same character like mm. over and over. I, yeah, but he did bring sure. his entourage. And I love entourage. Yeah, mm. I mean, he does. He does have a lot of, I would say, misses for me, as you mentioned, the Transformers yeah. movie Mile 22. But this is where it's like you're watching. Like, I think people are signing up for the Mark Wahlberg experience as opposed to um you know watching him do something else which is why i think this relationship with peter berg is so smart for him to kind of keep his name you know big in there um and i mean everybody loves him in the departed i mean obviously chris mentioned boogie nights as being one of his best and i think he's better in the comedy but the fighter for me i don't i don't think i think if you rewatch the fighter now you'd be like i was fine i think it got a lot of love obviously you know during oscar time for that movie but i don't think it's as great as people say there although if if you allow me there is one movie yeah. that i will ride to death with mark Wahlberg, and i don't thought about invincible. putting it as a hot don't take don't say invincible no um Thank you. which that movie was big obviously being in the philadelphia area i remember that movie being huge uh it's the 1998 1998 action comedy the big hit it is a cable movie that i watched one night and it is absolutely fantastic i would highly suggest it to anybody who's looking for a out there action comedy starring Mark Wahlberg, Lou Diamond Phillips, Christine Applegate. Um, absolutely a fantastic fun ride. And I'll ride for that movie as bad as it is. 
Um, I'm going to throw out two others that I just thought of as well. Actually, yeah. three, three more, because I, I, I feel like Wahlberg's getting a Ooh. disservice here. Pain and ah. Gain, uh, which I really enjoyed. Oh. Uh, it's so it's such an out there movie. And, you know, sure, I know. Sure. Yeah, sure. but I think uh, he does a tremendous job in there. Uh, the Lovely Bones. He plays Jack Salmon, uh, the, the main character's father, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was a. Uh, how do you say uh, like a restrained performance from him you know he he right. dialed it back and was able to to do well in there and that was uh, a weird four brothers movie. yeah four four brothers I'll, all right i'll mm. give you some credit on four brothers that was that was good um i forgot all about that lovely bones i, uh, I remember watching i'm like that was a little would, I, that was yeah. out there for everyone i'm I'd like I that would, was just a weird movie i would uh, yeah. say though i mean i would say though that that is it's not the action but those are missing action parts of it for the most part oh yeah yeah Jack, true so but as far as an actor i think you might be making the case also fear i know we didn't really mention fear but like he was pretty creepy in that as far as you know maybe not um de niro level uh you know like we were talking about with cape fear but like fear was uh was pretty pretty i thought he was a pretty scary dude in that i don't know if i ever saw fear uh, he, he's, he does a pretty good job in that. I mean, but I think that's where you're going to, like where it's like his older work. Like nowadays, I think it's just like, oh, it's Mark Wahlberg in a movie being Mark Wahlberg. Like even The Departed, it's like, that's Mark Wahlberg just cursing a lot, um, which is hilarious and funny. And he has some of the best lines in the movie. But uh, yeah, I, I would have to agree with you, Chris, as much as Greg's pushing back. I think I would have to agree with you as far as how big his star is. Thank you. Okay. Fair enough. All right, Hair, what do you got for us? All right. Um, so one of my hot takes uh, going back to 2016 in the beginning of the show is Stranger Things. Um, I think Stranger Things is fine. I don't think it's great. Um, I think it's good. I don't think it's great. And I have a couple problems with it. Let me discuss it. I think it does have a great cast. I'll admit that. They knocked it out of the part with the casting. Similar to it. You know, I would say like they got a lot of the I mean, Finn Wolfhard is in both. So I think they did a really good job with the casting of the kids. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, you know, Winona Ryder, you know, David Harbour, obviously great. Um, Steve, Joe, Joe Keery or whatever his name is. Uh, listen, love it. Great addition, season three. No argument here. Maya Hawk, obviously the daughter of Ethan Hawk, so is a good actor. Sadie Sink, who played Max, and her brother, uh, Dacre uh, Montgomery, who plays Billy. Thought they were great additions. But I feel like after season one, the sci-fi, mystical you know, whatever elements you want to call it, it just goes downhill. Um, now, if I do remember correctly, I do remember reading something maybe where it was like, it was only supposed to be a one season show. Um, but like my biggest problem with the show, not, not only do I not think it's that great and I think it's overhyped is I feel as though the show would be so much better if it was just a teenage drama. Um, let's watch these kids go through a year of, I guess they might be like entering high school now or eighth grade or whatever it was. And like, let's just watch them be kids. Let's watch them fall in love. Let's watch them get into fights. Let's watch them try out for the sports team or the science fair. You know, Bro, they made that, that show. It's called Freaks and Geeks. They, they yeah. Did, yeah. So, they've made and they right. don't, they've also made a show on Netflix, the same thing called Everything Sucks. And they also made a show in the 80s called like The Wonder Years. Yeah. This, is, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is what would make the show. So I'm I would like to see these actors because they are great. You know, I um I also shout out shout out to uh, to the kid who play the kid who plays Lucas Caleb uh, Mc McLaughlin, I think his name is what I'm reading mm-hmm. here and sure. Natalie Dyer Nancy she I mean I know I just I'm married but like you know we could go out to lunch you know what I mean just throwing it we out there have a lunch um so yeah that's that's my hot take I, I think I think Stranger Things is overrated 
I would like to preface this conversation with Harry hates everything 80s. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the 80s in this. I love the 80s kind of vibe in this show. One of my favorite things I, I almost picked was San Junipero for Black Mirror. I love that episode. And that has a heavy 80s vibe. Hands, um, would you agree yeah. with me? Harry's prejudiced against the 80s. And oh, 80s come on. Films? I was born in the 80s. I mean, late yeah, 80s, well, I mean, so was like, I, but yeah. all three of us yeah. were. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's, I, think, I think you guys got me. All what, are you, what are you? What's your take on this, Hands? And I'll get back to Harry. Have, all right. So are, are we just leaving? Uh, Greg, have you watched all three seasons? I have. Yes. OK, are we we're just in spoiler territory now? Yeah, yeah we're in spoiler. You, okay. you, you right. set it up. You set it up. So, Fast forward 30 seconds to a minute. <laughs> um, so the first the first season was phenomenal. I think it was like it was really kind of like a new kind of a like you know, supernatural or, you know, yeah, sci fi thing that no argument great. The first season. I'll, I'll agree that the second season moved very slow and it, it kind of declined a bit. But I think it ended real like it, it kind of maybe two episodes were a little weird where like 11 went off and did her own whatever thing and trying right. to find other people like her. I think the third season nailed it. I think it brought it back. And, you know, like I, I will agree that the whole like upside down angle, I wish they would have only kept that one season. I feel like that they keep going back to it. Like, and now they're bringing in like Russian spies and it's just like, it got, I'll, I'll agree that the show got too big where I think they were kind of running out of idea. Like they didn't, they did They kind of went the first season. We're like, now what? Like we have the like the biggest yeah. show on streaming right now. Now where do we go? And Harry's right. The cast, everyone's is, is phenomenal in the role. Like this kind of yeah. brought back Winona Ryder. Um, I wouldn't say that the show's overrated. Um, at I being a fan, um, I'm excited for the fourth season. I think the like the the little bit of a trailer that they released for it was was uh, was pretty cool. But um. Other than that, I I, I I don't agree with this. I'm sorry. Mm. I think that I, I think that it does have some repetitive moments and it is a little slower, but I wouldn't I wouldn't call this overrated. I think it's not. I think my my hype level went from this is the best show on streaming to mm. like at the end of season three. I'm like, this is a very good show. I wouldn't call it the best in its category, but it's still something I'm excited and looking forward to. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, you had a hot take. It, it, there's a reason this is random spiciness, but uh, that doesn't mean you can't be wrong. Also, uh, oh my god, <laughs> I, I totally disagree that this show is overrated. I think it's rated exactly as it should be, which is a top tier show. Uh, I, I totally agree with hands. The only two weak points in the series for me were Eleven going off and doing her own stuff that that felt kind of jarring from the, the narrative. That. And then uh, bringing in the Russians, I think, is just a little too much. Mm. But the settings for the seasons, I think, were awesome. Sean Astin was a great addition. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. <laughs> not to Sean Astin, but his character, <laughs> I should say. Let me clarify. Spoiler. We start any Internet rumors here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think um, I think it's a fantastic show. I love the setting. I love the actors. Um, I'm, I'm excited for more. I think uh, they should go the route. Did they confirm that? Next season is going to be the last season. Was that a thing? Or uh, was, uh, am I, I just imagining that? I, I, for some reason, I think they said yes, but for, but part of me saying that they said they're going to stop at five, but okay. I'm not, I can't confirm that. I know that at least I, this, it's possible this could be the last one. 
All right. I mean, that means they're just they're doing the story. I mean, that's my other argument is like their story. It feels like they kind of do on the fly, not on the fly, but like they kind of dictate it to like what fans want to see and kind of gear it towards the fans. But I am optimistic like you guys. I hope season four. I will watch season four. I'm sure it'll be good. But like, I just think people hype it up too much where it's like, oh, Stranger Things. And it's like, I don't think, you know, I think it also gets that element because it drops all at once. You know, that's the other thing that I think, you know, where it has this moment in culture where it's all anybody talks about for like, you know, a couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, then but I don't know, I feel like it's overhyped and overrated, to be honest. Let's let's sidebar into that. I think we had this discussion with Mandalorian way back when mm-hmm. uh, go listen to our first episode and let us know if we did or not. Yeah. But um, uh, was that how do you guys feel about, you know, weekly episodic a la the way Disney plus does their series versus just dropping all at once and binging. Cause I'm not a big fan of the binging. Uh, I, I think it, it builds out a reason to keep coming back by having it week to week. And it lets us, it lets the story breathe and gives us time to, you know, speculate and discuss and all that fun stuff. Uh, I, hands, what do you think? I hate it and love it, but I, I hate it for the <laughs> reasons that I probably like, I like the, the more selfish reasons because like, I'm watching it now with like a, a couple shows like Disney Plus does and Apple does it where like um, they release it weekly. So Loki, for a good example, um, is like there's a lot going on in these shows. And I feel like if you if they if they release all six episodes of Loki and they're like 40 minutes long, so you can potentially do that in a day. Like that's no problem. I think that it doesn't give you like as a viewer and as a fan enough time to really like sink into it and like think about it. Like Loki, I think gives you a lot to think about in a week span and like to look into and research some of the past characters. And and I'm loving kind of like the journey it's giving you as a viewer and, and into the MCU. Um, I, I think there are shows that kind of can work for streaming, like a documentary, I think uh, like for binging would be like, I would watch that. Like, but for like these episodic shows like Loki, like Mythic Quest on Apple Plus, I just like that's week to week. Like I, I, I'm, I, it gives you something to look forward to. Um, so like I'm excited tomorrow to watch the new episode of Loki. Like I was watching a couple other shows where I'm like every week it, it comes out. I'm like I make sure at least you know they're just something to have. Like all my network shows are done for the season, so you know I need need something to look forward to. Get that sweet sweet content, Harry. What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for if, you know, we're talking about, you know, us doing this podcast, it works a lot better when, you know, it drops, you know, weekly as opposed to being like Greg, you know, and hands, let's, we got to spend all weekend watching Stranger Things, you know, to be able to get something out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say, I would say personally for me, I enjoy more the weekly drop. Now, don't get me wrong. If we're talking over the summer, if we're talking maybe over the holidays, you know, times where it's, you know, more people are off or on vacation, you know, and it might be something, you know, where it's easily, you know, bingeable. But I think, you know, with Stranger Things, it's like it usually I think the seasons of when I was looking it up is like eight, nine episodes. I think that's like just a little too long to like make people binge. I think if it was more five or six you know, but I think we're also, you know, our generation is easier with being like, oh, yeah, we've watched things weekly before. You know, I remember when Friends was on. I remember, you know, Breaking Bag, even Game of Thrones, you know, is most recently on HBO. But I think if you were talking about a younger audience, like, you know, people who are in their teens or even early 20s, I mean, I think they are more of a fan of like, give me it all. Like, let me ingest it. You know, I'll miss school tomorrow. I'll miss I'll miss work. I'll call out you know, to, to just knock all this out, you know, in one, one night or two nights. So, hmm. um, but, you know, sometimes doing that, it just, it takes away from, you know, in, you know, dissecting and discussing the story. Yeah, true. 
Okay. Uh, let's move on here. Uh, my next hot take is for the love of God, please put a moratorium on taken esque movies. <laughs> uh, I mean, just off the top of my head, uh, you know, there's been taken one through three. There was the death wish remake. Uh, nobody was just out. You've got the John Wick movies, the Equalizer movies. There's a movie called Stolen with uh, yeah. Nicolas Cage. Uh, yeah. Cold Pursuit, you know, going back further. You had Man on Fire. I mean, all these like oh. revenge movies. Like I have a particular set of skill movies. Like, dude, I'm just tired of it. And I'm, I'm assuming that they get made because they're probably cheaper to make. And people want to go see mindless action. And, you know, it is what it is. But Hollywood, come on, baby, let's get some creativity. Like, I, I just I can't with more of these movies. Like, I literally roll my eyes when I see a trailer for one of these movies. And, you know, our boy Timmy P was just singing the praises of nobody the other day. Yeah. And I was just like, I couldn't bring myself to even garner a, a response because it's just like, ugh, I'm so over this formulaic garbage. Like. Just give me something different. Hey, you know what? It happened with slasher movies. And then they went away for a bit and Scream kind of knocked it back into the park or back out of the park, whatever you want to, whatever the analogy is. But, uh, you know, so do that with these revenge movies or whatever. Let them breathe. Stop making them for a couple of years and then let's get back to it. Uh, Harry, how do you feel about this? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I think Taken, uh, I remember that movie came out in that opening weekend just being insane. I remember that movie just being a rocket ship, like we're going to the moon with Taken. It made a ton of money its opening weekend. I remember going to see it in the theater and like I had to sit in like a 400 seat auditorium, like in the front, like five rows because I looked up and, you know, before assigned seating and it was like, looks like we're in the front. Um, and just, I, I know I love that movie. I own it on Blu-ray. I've seen it at like probably, you know, over 10 times. Um, it is a great movie, but I mean, I think this sounds like a Liam Neeson problem for you because I will say probably ever since that movie, like into the gray, I remember where Liam Neeson's like in a plane crash and like, yeah, got to like, like figure movie, out himself. But yeah, yeah it's, that's it's kind of similar. Yeah. yeah um, where, but I think this might be a Liam Neeson problem for you. Are you canceling Liam, Liam Neeson and his movies? Well, Do you want, okay. Like, retire, so, like Harrison Ford, you know, off of that list, I do like the John Wick movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, Liam Neeson was They're on half of those repetitive. movies that I mentioned. So maybe yeah. it is a Liam Neeson problem. Liam Neeson, stop yeah. making these type of movies. Yeah. I know you I want wanna... that fifth house, bud, but come on. Yeah, I would I would agree with this take, though. I would say these these kind of, you know, man on a mission or, you know, can't be stopped or he's got to, you know, go through 100 different Eastern European you know, drug lords or, you know, crime bosses or whatever it is just to, you know, these movies like are even usually shot over in Eastern Europe and like they're usually in those kind of, you know, uh, areas, but um, yeah, great take. Um, yeah. Let's, let's knock them off. It's exhausting. Hans, what do you feel about this? And half the ones that you named as examples, I didn't, I don't even know what, like who's in them like that. Like I, yeah, <laughs> well, like, half of them are Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I do agree. And I think that like, I, and I think John wick are the only ones that like, I would, I, they could make 15 John wick movies and I'd be all right. They could bring him in the fast and furious franchise. And I had like, I'd be all, all on board with it. Um, I love John wick. Other than that, like taken, I, did they make a fourth one or did they stop at three? For some reason, I feel like taking four is like stuck in my mind. I don't know that though. I might have made that up. All right. So, <laughs> regardless, taking three, I didn't see it because I knew what it was going to be about. It was going to be about, uh, it was going to be a remake of the first two takens. 
and Taken Two is already a remake of the first one. So I, it just it, it it there's no need remake in the remake. <laughs> yeah, and like and Liam Neeson is like such a great actor that it's a shame that he's being. I don't like I, I don't want to say waste it because like he even said like he doesn't want to do like these action like he retired from action movies, but you know, money talks. So I think he's still like eventually doing the like still doing these action movies. And I, I want to see him do more like dramatic stuff. Like a lot of like and we're not this isn't like a Liam Neeson conversation, but I like I think it started with that where they're like, all right, well, let's find like an old actor who is like basically his 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 uh what you call it? his characters retired from some kind of special ops and let's bring them back into the fold, which is, I'm pretty sure what nobody's about. I saw the trailer once and I'm pretty sure it's a take and remake like at the, with, except probably without the foreigners. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, like I love him and start, like I love seeing him pop up in movies, but it's just like taken started a, like just a plethora of unneeded movies like this. And it's it's that, you know, that trope that Hollywood's running out of original ideas, which I agree with for the most part, because you keep getting like two. I feel like you get like a taken every year since the first one came out um, in some form. And, you know, this year's nobody. I bet they're going to convince Liam Neeson to do a fourth one or like another a team or something. I don't know. But. I think you're mute. You're muted. I was going to say, did you guys see Unhinged? Was that another movie that was like similar to that, where it was like the Russell Crowe one that was like coming out of the pandemic, coming in the theaters? I think that was similar to that. I know what you're talking about. Didn't see it because I again, heard it was just like eye rolling. I heard that was awful. So, but <laughs> interesting. But again, I won't, I won't watch it. I, like, I don't, yeah. these movies, like if I was, if this was 10, 15 years ago, I'd probably be all over watching these movies, but they just like, they do not pique my interest anymore because I feel like I've seen two taken movies and, and three John wicks soon to be a fourth one. So, and, and nothing against them, like I said, right. but you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, you know, kind of leaving John wick out of the discussion, the rest of these movies are like the movies that you're sifting through and like the dollar bin at Best Buy. And it's like, dude, right. get, it, get out yeah. of here. There's like 17 copies of, Freaking yeah. nobody in there like i i honestly think taken like brought up like the the genre of revenge thriller because i don't think mm -hmm. before taken they ever used that term for like movies i think that's that started this whole like movement of let's let's get bob odenkirk in an action movie like i know people are dying to see that yeah all right uh moving on hans what do you got for us next it's my first Batman hot take of the night. And this is first. for um, uh, this movie. gets a lot of unnecessary hate. And, you know, I'm probably going to get a lot of heat for this because it's it's critically a bad movie. Batman Forever. It's it's a really good movie. It's 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 mm. it's I've seen that probably more than any Batman movie. Mm. Like out of the Dark Knights, the old Keaton movies the the Adam West movie that i've probably seen a ton too i think this like i think the casting in this is is so good um i actually is think this, the casting is this the harvey dent you prefer this i think the harvey dent in batman forever is far superior than the one from the dark knight wow i'm not i i am not i yeah don't worry i'm i'm not i'm not done um <laughs> I think Val Kilmer gets a lot of heat for being a, like a bad Batman. I don't think he's a bad Batman. He's a good Batman. I, I, I think 
he does the Bruce Wayne part of it's a little uh, like, you know, but I think his Batman's great. Chris O'Donnell. I, I, I honestly, I couldn't name three Chris O'Donnell movies. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, can I can name two. Name two. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, other than that, like he's, he's showed up every once in a while, but I think like Jim mm. Carrey is the Riddler. I think that's the kind of role where like, he was perfect for that role. Like the casting was great. Tommy Lee Jones. I'm not, I'm not like a, a huge Tommy Stan or anything, but I, I think he was great as, as two-faced drew Barrymore's in it for like a couple minutes. Um, what's her name? Nicole Kidman is probably the best Batman girl ever. Um, you know, um, other than that, like I like go ahead, crap all over keep, it. Yeah. This, keep digging that hole, buddy. No man, I'm I'll, I'll I'll take this to the day I die. I'm I'm actually really upset that they like that Batman and Robin is such a huge piece piece of crap that um you know they didn't continue with like Val Kilmer or anything. But I just I I I have I don't I wouldn't necessarily call this a guilty pleasure. Like I think it's a really good movie, and I think it's an excellent Batman movie. It's way better than the Dark Knight or the the Dark Knight Rises. An excellent Batman this movie. Is an excellent okay. Batman movie. Okay. Yeah. It's very uh, comic-y wow. for the times. It's very like it, it. It. It's very. It's not. It's not true Batman because it's very silly. Like it's not like dark and you know. But oh, you know but, that's what but you just said. It's an excellent Batman movie. But no, it's not, not true Batman. Okay, but <laughs> but neither's like the Keaton Batman. That's like full of silliness. It's closer. Yeah, it's closer. But I think this is a great. It's. I think it's a great Batman movie. <laughs> Harry, you want to take this first? Um. So I will say, did you guys know this movie was nominated for three Oscars? Yeah. Are you serious? I <laughs> well, best it's got, no, best no. song has got to be it, right? Best song, cinematography, wow. best what? effects, and uh, best. Uh, it was called best costume. effects, sound effects, best costume. Okay. Uh, so uh, that was yeah. yeah bat nipples so got not... an Oscar. <laughs> no, did he? I don't think he had bat nipples. I think that was that was he, Clooney. No, he had bat nipples in this. Did he also. Bat nipples? Yeah, no, my it started with Schumacher. All right. Uh, so, my opinion changed then. So I will say growing up, Batman was uh, probably my favorite superhero. Um, now, if you had a, I think if we were doing a group rankings, just like we did for our Fast and Furious, I think Batman Forever would end up being towards the bottom of the movies. I mean, if we just took from probably, I guess it was what, 88 or 89, that was the, the Burton 89. one, 89, 89 yeah. um, on and, you know, rank those, you know, live action Batman movies. This one would probably be at the bottom. Do I have a soft spot for this one as a guilty pleasure? Sure. Have I watched it since probably the early two thousands when it was on like TBS on like a Wednesday, six o'clock movie? Probably not. Um, so I think this is a really spicy take. Um, again, surprised it's nominated for three Oscars. Yeah, um, but, but now, does... are you really? Because like Suicide Squad won one an Oscar. See, but that I feel like you one Oscar is like, and I guess winning is surprising for for Suicide Squad as well. Um, mm-hmm. But like, it's just I think it falls prey to like X Men was like the first superhero movie that I feel in 2000 that like got it like right with like the special effects sound the characters all that kind of stuff anything before that i feel like i mean i guess you could say batman in 89 did a really good job you know even though it it, you know it's kind of um looks a little cheap to me but i mean we're talking 89 but i feel like this movie is definitely like 
doesn't hit a lot of good points for me. I, I don't love it. I, Greg, you look like you were you were steaming over there to uh, to go off. So feel free. Well, he, here's the thing I take umbrage with is Hans's wording here because is this a good movie? Words no. are important. Words are it's, important. It's not a good movie. Do right, I like this movie? movie? Am I entertained by this movie? Yes and yes. Is it a good movie? Yeah. No. And it's no. not an excellent movie. It's it's cheesy. Uh campy crap and i love it yeah. i don't get me all wrong right. there's a place for those movies i really yeah. enjoy this movie i'm not going to say that right. it's it's not entertaining go ahead what are all you right. gonna say all right. i'm sorry then all right. i i guess like <laughs> sorry if i all right it's let a me let me no don't go back on your hot take back no 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 and i'll take back my like excellent like movie kind of comment because like no, because like when like you kind of put it in my mind, it's like, all right, like a good movie. Like, is this going to like if this came out the same year as like there, there will be blood and no country for old men? Should this be nominated for an Oscar? No, it shouldn't. I, I'd like it is very well, those candy. movies like, didn't come out that year and it still wasn't nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> Shut up. So uh, but like I think that I think that this movie, like a lot of people say, like this is a like a terrible movie. And I, I don't think so. I think it's a good I think mm. it's a good a good Batman movie. A good movie. Listen, listen, yeah. Chris. If if you wanna if you wanna die on the hill of it's a good Batman movie, that's fine. Excellent. It's a good Batman movie. When you started the when you started the sorry, Rider and Hype Train. I'm sorry. No, no, I I agree. No, I agree. But I think once you started to go down there, you were feeling yourself, and we just had to check it. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? To yeah. bring yeah. it back in. That's fine. So, yeah. I, I, um, I mean, I don't I think, even think it's a good Batman movie. I'm not even think, agreeing with you on that. It's but it's a fun yeah. movie. It's like I think it's it, a good Batman movie. I'll watch it and I'll Ooh. be entertained, but am I sitting there going, that's Batman? Nah, it ain't. Yeah. I would yeah. rather watch that than Dark Knight Rises any day of the week. Oh, dude, you're so any day. At least they got the Robin oh. storyline, right? Not I, Dark no, Knight Rises. Oh, like, yeah, I guess. But Robin was also <laughs> a lot younger, too. He wasn't like a full-grown man with a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, well, in both movies, they're like, <laughs> they got it wrong now. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just to wrap this up in a bow. It's like I said, I, I like I like the movie, but I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think it's a good Batman movie. I just, I think it's entertaining. Do you Would you say that Val Kimmer was a good Batman? No. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I'm the opposite. I think he was okay as Bruce Wayne. I don't like him as Batman. I don't think they've cast a bad Bruce Wayne yet. I think everybody that has played Batman See, has done an okay a nice win. a nice suit and like slicking your hair back is an easy I think Clooney exactly. was Clooney was terrible in both exactly. I mean even like, I look good on my wedding day and I'm not I'm not a picture perfect yeah uh, I mean I mean stud. look it's yeah it's like Harris said you get you slap a suit on somebody make them look yeah. like a million bucks and they're debonair Bruce Wayne talk Bruce cool, Wayne is the mask anyway. good lines yeah and by the way, uh, Nicole Kidman, I am not a fan of hers, and she is just terrible in this. I think her her acting another always hot off. take. Wow, a hot like, take within a hot take. the The only movie I've ever seen her in that I really enjoyed was Cold Mountain. I love Cold Mountain. Mm. Um, yeah, it's solid. But this movie, every time she delivers a line, she just has this like breathless oh, expression. Damn. Yeah, it's like she's exasperating every time she she speaks, and it's like okay, like I get it. You're the love interest, then you know you're trying to be attractive a cheesy, or whatever. That cheesy ninety. Just... You should watch yeah. Big Little Lies. You should watch Big Little Lies on HBO. Big it's Lies really is good. good. Yeah. Is she in that? Yeah, okay. she's phenomenal. Maybe I'll give that a shot. But yeah, so I don't know. This this is a spicy take for me because I totally disagree. Uh, but good good take. Uh, Harry, what do you got for us, buddy? 
So um, we're talking off air. Greg has obviously never seen this show. So this might be a, the Hanratty and Harry centric show. I wonder if Greg even remembers it, but it's the 2003 to 2007 hit the OC. Let me. Now, all right. So let me let me ask real quick. Is this the show with like and I can't even re- I can't even believe that I remember this it. name, but like go Heidi Montag and like those goofballs. No, no, that's, that uh, was La- it was it the hills, hills or Laguna Hill? Laguna Beach Laguna, Laguna Beach. Beach. Okay, no, that was I the MTV that show. That was the OC. Yeah. Okay, I mean right, so definitely. I'd have to I'd have to say like their birthing is probably pretty similar. You know, like when it's like the Illusionist comes out and the Prestige comes out, and it's like two magician movies. It's like kind of they were probably born within the same time. You know, being developed. All right, so this is the OC. It's about a it's about a troubled teen who uh, you know gets in trouble and he meets a public defender. Um, named Sandy Cohen, uh, and he ends up bringing him into his home, which is, you know, the the troubled kid, Ryan, he's from the wrong side of the tracks. And Sandy, he lives in, you know, Newport Beach, California, in this rich mansion. And, you know, the wrong side of the tracks kid gets brought into the community. Um, it stars Ben McKenzie, who uh, I think, Greg, you probably know from um, that Gotham. Batman show on Fox Gotham. Um, okay. He's, uh, I think, Commissioner Gordon or Young Young Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Brody. Some, he was in some cop show or movie too. I'm trying to think yeah. what it was. Yeah, um, I forget which one it was. Uh, Adam Brody, Misha Barton, who was like the early 2000s it girl, Rachel Bilson uh, as well, starring Peter Gallagher and Kelly Rowland as the Sandy and Kirsten Cohen, just beautiful parents. Uh, you know, me and me and my now <laughs> wife joke that that's us nowadays. Um, so yeah, so I will admit to some problems with the OC. Is it a fantastic show? Is it an excellent show? Absolutely not. Is it one of the most underrated shows of the last 20 years as a drama? I would say yes. Now, another problem with the show. Again, I'm getting the problems out there. I'm speaking the truth to the people, okay? The first season, second season, and third season are an average of about 25 episodes. So this is like old school television where it's like we're shooting like from, you know, the show airs from like August all the way through the school year to like May. So that's a problem because there's a lot of stuff that happens in those early seasons. Um, It has a fantastic soundtrack, early 2000s, like I mentioned, Spoon, Jet, the Dandy Warhols, uh, Phantom Planet, who does the opening California song for the show. Absolutely excellent. The Killers hate the Killers, but people love the Killers. Was this show show on CW? It was on Fox. Close yeah. enough. It would have probably okay. aired on the CW if it came out like five or ten. <laughs> this years later, this is totally sounding like average CW. Oh show. yeah, hundred percent. Oh, it is. Gem, for the most part, it is. Heap. Okay. Great soundtrack. Uh, the show does have a problem with diversity. Being in Newport Beach, California, a lot of rich white people. So I admit that problem there with the show. Definitely, if the show were to be rebooted, definitely needs to have some more diversity. One hundred percent. But my question is: Is how come the show hasn't been rebooted? You know, Full House, Saved by the Bell, Roseanne, even Dexter's getting a reboot. What's up with that? Don't love that. Um, (laughs) But this show is absolutely fantastic. I would encourage anybody to try to get through the first season, Um, even though it's 27 episodes, as I mentioned. It's a long and it's it's not it's not a 30 minute, you know, drama. It's a 45 minute television drama. So I get I get the hesitation. I see it in Greg's eyes, but it is it is filled with, you know, kids, you know, I got to admit, you know, this is a thing that I think me and Tim, you know, our buddy, as you mentioned earlier, you know, agree upon love, just like high school movies to like college movies of just like that coming of age story. And this is definitely one. And I would love to see the show rebooted. Let's get the original cast. Let's bring them back. Let's put them in as the adults. Now let's flip the script. 
and let's go for it. Um, yeah, I would highly suggest the OC. Underrated drama of the last 20 years. Um, yeah, uh, I, I can't believe you have another hot take that you buried in there really quick that you that you don't like the killers, but that that's yeah, that's killers, for another killers day. Are boring, dude. They're from <laughs> oh, with you man. there. God, <laughs> you guys you. are the worst today. Um, you know, I, honestly, like I, I think like and it, it's funny, like early in our friendship, Harry, like we we talked about the OC. We realized that like we both kind of like it, which it wasn't really a show that I I would watch. I didn't watch it live like the first two seasons. I um. Mm-hmm. Actually, my my wife at the time, my girlfriend, um, got me into it. So then I kind of caught up. Caught up. Um, it, it launched a, like a couple careers with like um, I call him uh, Seth Cohen, um, Adam Brody. Yeah. Like this was his first major show. Um, ben McKenzie, like you said, um, it had a lot of um, a lot of like kind of uh, Chris Pratt had a little a small yeah, he had a little um, run and he had a little run on it. And was four? it Olivia Wilde? Was it Olivia Wilde was on the show as well yeah. for like a brief So there are a lot of like a lot of names. Um, what's his name? Widmore from Lost was in it. Um, he oh, was um, really, yeah. He, Harry doesn't know who he is. Um, I watch Lost, and I, I agree. Like the soundtracks, the soundtrack is, is great. Like, I, I will I will bop on YouTube to some of these songs. Like, I'll, I'll go back to there's some great covers, like some good Oasis covers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is like teen drama where, you know, it, it's, 100%. it's, it's not a hundred percent different from some of these shows that were out there. Like, it's not like you kind of look at like, I like, I'm just pulling something like nine. It was like kind of a toned down nine Oh two one Oh for the most part. One tree hill, one know, tree hill. Yeah. All yeah. Dawson's Creek. Yep. Um, but I think like He's these the characters were like a lot more likable, like than all those yep. other shows. It got a little weird towards the f- fourth season. There 100%. is a hundred percent. There are a lot of stories, like Harry said, a lot. Oh, yeah. There are characters that I don't even know that are like storylines that we don't even forget about. Some of them stick with me because like I'll, you know, just randomly throw things out to Harry. and We argue about it for a little bit. Um, but I, I underrated. I wouldn't necessarily say it's underrated. Ooh. I think it's no, no, no. But like, I think it's right where it should be. And I don't think they're going to okay. revive it only because Good. I think there's not like an interest level because like, even if you look at like seasons, like the second half of season three to like season four, like the ratings went down a lot, a lot. And Let's, I, I mean, think, uh, I don't know. I think that's like the structure of like doing a 25 episode season. Well, I know like making but, people try to watch it in the early two thousands. Like, of course Greg, people are going to tail off. Greg, are you going to watch this show? No. So as the resident non-OC watcher of this, I got to say, uh, it sounds like it's rated exactly where it's at, because as you guys describe it, it's not like it's it's not pushing Whoa. any buttons for me. Like, I need to go check this out. It sounds like your average run of the mill CW drama doesn't mean it's bad. It just means like, C-tub. hey, look, it's it takes its place where it's at and it is what it is. I don't think I'll be sinking my teeth into this. The soundtrack sounds like a bop. So maybe one day I'll be like, yo, Siri. Play, uh, OC, Play the soundtrack. OC soundtrack. Yeah, I think for me. I think but, it got a little. It got. It got. I think after season, the end of season three. I think season four, like, it was all over. Listen, the place. I think they the, closed the, the show good. Yeah, but I, yeah. Go ahead. In the in the way we ingest content now, this show it was four seasons and it's ninety two episodes. The, and and so, people won't. Yeah, this would this would never. That's survive like a turn because, off. Like right now. Yeah. Right. Like 
the first season would have been, you know, whatever storyline kind of ended at like eight episode mark or 10, whatever it was. So I think this, this show has a life. Like who doesn't want to watch a kid on the wrong side of the tracks, like trying to, to make it, you know, in the, in the even my favorite universe. part. Like, I am, I'm I, a huge Ben McKenzie, Ryan Atwood fan. That is, that is my, that is my take. I, I'm see, probably I'm more, more of a Seth, of a Seth guy. Seth. I'm more of a Seth guy, probably in actuality, but like I would love yeah. to be a Ben McKenzie. Yeah, right. Greg, so go start your OC podcast. <laughs> well, <also. laughs> Greg, we Seth review like, all the sh- episodes. Seth is basically like a like a, a like a legit nerd, like loves comic mm-hmm. books, yeah. video games. So that's you know, right, so you know, that's my entry point. So that's my I would say, yeah. yeah, I would say, Greg, even though you're a couple years older than me, like the references in that show would be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Or like, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to love about the show. So that's just me. Okay. underrated. Yeah. OK. All right. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on to the next one. So for me, I have uh, two movies I feel are overrated. Uh, and these are total bro movies, uh, although one tends to get a lot of critical love, I guess. Um, but the two movies I think are super overrated, Fight Club and Scarface. So I'm not going to talk mm. a ton at length on Fight Club. Um, you know, I just it's one of these movies where it's like, OK, like once the surprise is out that spoiler alert, um, uh, the main characters are in his mind and, you know, it's just he's. Oh. imagining this uh well parts of it anyway um it is what it is i just it, it wasn't entertaining to me i didn't think it was revolutionary or anything like that uh but it's one of these movies it's like you you hear constantly or it seems like some bro dudes always referencing it and it's like oh yeah it's greatest movie man it's like shut up like i i wouldn't even put this in my top 200 movies like let alone call it a great movie um so there's that Scarface. I actually, it had been about 20 years since I uh, watched it and I couldn't stand it. So I actually went back and watched it last night in prep for the pod and it still sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's way overrated. The soundtrack is full of this weird synth shout out Giorgio yeah. Moroder who does the soundtrack. Shut up. You know, where are you now? Um, uh uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Pacino, Pacino, who is supposed to be playing, I assume, a guy in his early 20s. Looks like he's about 45. Uh, his acting is just way over the top. Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio, who I like, uh, especially in The Abyss, her acting is way over the top. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is just not acting at all. She's just not even there. She just plays stone face the whole time. Um, the, the main character, Tony Montana, super unlikable. Like, there's Madonna. just nothing... Yeah, That's there's okay. just nothing like, look, yeah, there's quotes. Sure, the movie's <laughs> quotable, I guess. But like, there's nothing redeeming or enjoyable or entertaining mm-hmm. about this movie. But you see like shirts everywhere and people are like, Tony Montana, man, and like all this stuff. It's like, dude, I don't get it. It's so overrated. Harry, help me out. That's all okay. right. So, <laughs> so I think. Out of David, all David Fincher's movies, Fight Club is the movie that just doesn't connect with me as well. 100% mm-hmm. on, on the bandwagon with you on that. Movie that just didn't connect to me. Maybe it's because we're softies. Maybe we're, we're soft-hearted guys. I do remember, I think Fight Club is based off of a book, an adaptation of a book. So I think that was one of kind of, there was another book I remember in the early 2000s that like guys like always read. And it was like, the, dude, like this is the book to read. The guy um, who wrote it, Chuck Powell, if, yeah. if anyone know Palaniuk or something, Palaniuk, yeah. that dude, and yeah. he, a lot of his movies are like, or his books are like, I, I don't want to say bro but 
it it follows like the same Nail. basic formula. Yeah. Yeah. Masculinity, yeah. This is um, the one so, author I read, bro. So I will <laughs> say, so I feel like Scarface is an easy movie to get hooked in by if you're in if you're young. So like even when I watched Scarface when I was young, I was like, this movie is actually pretty cool. And I think it did have a revival with Grand Theft Auto Vice City, the video game. I think there was elements of that added definitely that were influenced by Scarface, like even stuff like scene for scene or like some of the, I mean, the mansion that you go to in the game, if anyone's ever played the game is basically a ripoff of the Scarface mansion. And there's a scene where you have to like defend the mansion at some point. Um, So for me, I don't think it is a great movie. I would agree with you on that. I don't think it's anywhere near Pacino's best work at all. I think it's overrated for that, but I do think there's an element that, people gravitate to of you know looking up to a character of scarface but i would agree with you greg i don't think it's something to inspire to or to be like oh yeah scarface is a great movie for sure and i like i don't well no it's okay but just touching on your point i was just gonna say you know like that that gangster movie of like here's the made man who comes from nothing and makes something of himself like i feel like that's been done and it's been done better you know maybe maybe it wasn't done before scarface i don't because Godfather, you look at uh, um, the son, I, my mind is going blank for some reason. Michael Corleone, he, oh, yeah. he wasn't a made man necessarily. He was, yeah. or I should say he was born with the silver spoon. His father was already yeah. Godfather. Yeah. So it's not like he worked his way up. But like Goodfellas or like uh, the Irishman, I think it was, uh, you know, the, you see these guys progress and transcend. Mm-hmm. And yeah. those movies did it far better than like Scarface. Yeah. Hans, what's your take on this? Um, Fight Club, I, I've seen it once, maybe 15, 20 years ago, and that's it. I'd, I had no intention to revisit it. I think the only reason I watched it was because I missed it when it came out. And, like, you know, a lot of people were talking about, like, oh, you never seen Fight Club? You never seen Fight Club? No, I I, I, I watched it. I, I, I don't even remember half of the stuff that happens. Like, I knew, like, what the reveal was. And the one scene where, like, I, you know, I think, like, Edward Norton's beating himself up. Other than that, I can't tell you one other one thing about Fight Club. And I don't and, you know, I, I agree. It's very, very overrated um, from watching it. I remember what like I, I probably like said to myself, like, that's it. Like what? Like that wasn't it's like when like I yeah. the, the best example, like an opposite example is when I saw the first saw and someone was overhyping that. They're like, this movie's so great. This movie's so great. And I actually left that like watching that. Like, you're right. Like, I love the first saw. I watched this like maybe. I think I watched all four. I watched this like maybe a couple weeks after the same guy recommended it. And I was just like, Oh, like don't ever recommend <laughs> movies to me again. Like you're, you're, you're batting like, you know, 500 is good in baseball, but yeah. uh, you know, this is a yeah. big miss. Um, so I, you know, I agree. I don't ever have any intention to go back and watch it and look at it as, you know, as an adult. So leave it at that. Um, Scarface. I love quoting it. <laughs> um, I don't know why it just, it's just funny because um Pacino's uh what's he Cuban am I right or whatever yeah yeah is his accent is awful um I can (sighs) tell you that when I was away at school these two movies had the most posters in each and every dorm room that I saw you either had Scarface Fight Club or Shawshank which I was I was I was um guilty of the third I did have the third one (laughs) Um, but other than everyone was like Scarface, like that was like the thing, like, oh my god, you have a Scarface poster, like you're cool. Like, no, no. I mean, I've I've quoted 
um, Scarface on our, when we play PlayStation a lot, just because it's fun. Uh, that's. I think I do it's a very, good. It's a very I, problematic I, movie too. Scarface. I think I do it. I think I do it. I sure is. I think I do a good Tony Montana, Montana, whatever, whatever you say his last name. I don't know, but I'll leave it at that. I'm not afraid. Right. Lord, she'll love me in the morning. Oh, yes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, that's my uh, spicy take. Uh, Hands, what do you got for us? Um, I so hold on one second. I think you want to save the your next one. Yeah, I'm gonna. I was I was yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. Um, the the fourth one. <laughs> So I'm probably I, I'm I'm actually not happy that I'm gonna say this, but you know, whatever. Um, Return of the Jedi <laughs> is not a good sequel to Star Wars to the original trilogy. Ooh. You're breaking um, my heart. <laughs> other than two scenes in that movie, it's not good. Like it's not enjoyable. Mm. Like the beginning and the fight with Vader and Luke, but I hate I hate Endor, I hate Ewoks. I know why they were there to sell more like they're they're like a money pit. And I just don't mm. think like I, I just felt like it was just like a weird like I as a kid, I loved it. But I, I, I watched I watched Return of the Jedi um, like maybe like maybe about like six months ago. And I'm just like watching. I'm like, you could take out the middle and I would love this movie like so much more. I think like I like it better than like, you know, like pretty much all the prequel movies. But I just think for the original trilogy, like it just felt like there was a lot of middle stuff that just didn't really matter. Like I know it mattered for like plot wise, but just like, I hate Endor. I hate the Ewoks. I hate how like they took like Han out of the, the, the Falcon. Like I know like there was like a lot of disagreement um, because they wanted like Harrison Ford wanted Han killed off, which they did in, in force awakens. But like, there's a lot of, and I, I can't really blame this on Lucas because like he had three movies, but like there's such a big jump in story between like and like Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, where like I feel like they could have made they could have they I mean they, uh, they definitely could have split this into like two movies and did something after Return like um, after Empire did another set of movies or whatever and then go to um, Return of the Jedi somehow, um, but I just felt like it feels like really like a weird rushed movie. And I don't think it's as good as when, when I was like 10. Um, I think it, it's a very flawed movie in terms of like Star Wars. It just things just kind of like things just happen. Like Luke's like all of a sudden a Jedi Knight, like because, you know, who the hell trained him? Like he didn't see Yoda. He didn't go back to Yoda. He went back to Yoda. He's just like, yeah, I'm just going to tell you. I know you're about to go to sleep and all, but I'm going to still fight Vader. Um, you know, I, I hear I got a sister, but other than that, I know you're gonna like, go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Yikes. I, I, I don't know. I, and I know that like, I guess that's considered a hot take from like a very big Star Wars fan. And a lot of people like cherish mm. the, the, um, original trilogy, but I'm not like, I'm not afraid anymore to go back and like point out its flaws. I think the, I think Jedi is the weakest out of the three. And uh, I think that it could have. You know, I don't know what Lucas Lucas was thinking, but you take out the scene where they rescue Han and then put um, the fight between Vader and Luke, and that those are the only like kind of enjoyable parts for me. So mm-hmm. you guys can hammer and you know, let me know what you think. Uh, so I, I'll I'll kick it off, I guess. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Return of the Jedi is my favorite of the Star Wars movies. Um, that said, I will say I think there are some people out there that agree with you, uh, thinking. 
along the lines that it's you know the weakest of the sequels uh, of the original trilogy or it's the weakest movie of the real original trilogy but um i don't know i love it like look don't get me wrong i get the ewoks are in there for uh for merchandise purposes and to get the kids to buy teddy bears and stuff like that um but i think there's some really really powerful stuff in there uh you know i'm a jedi like my father before me love that love the scene where you know yoda goes to sleep unfortunately uh the end celebration i pop that on youtube every once in a while just to watch it because i love the music that plays i love that everybody's smiling and happy and the evil empire has been defeated it's a pick me up um yeah you know the scene where they're on tatooine and they they bust out han like you said is great um yeah the middle isn't necessarily the strongest but Overall, it's a really good movie, and I think it just it caps off the trilogy so nicely. I love it. So I think this is a very spicy so, take and one that I disagree with. So and if you don't mind, like before Harry like jumps in, like I, let me yeah. correct myself in saying like I don't think it's a bad movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's a bad yeah, yeah. sequel. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I gotcha. Yeah. I, to clear that out because since you know my wording here. almost ended our friendship <laughs> earlier on Batman Forever. Um, <laughs> Fair story. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I was gonna say, I mean, when you say it's a when you say it's a bad sequel, I think it's interesting that like there's a lot of movies that have great second second movies. You know, we're gonna talk about one soon, The Dark Knight, um, you know, Empire Strikes Back, The Godfather Part Two, The Raid Two, Aliens um, to throw that in there, Aliens, Terminator. So two. like, uh, I think a lot of movies end Blade up Runner falling, 2049. You know, Spider Spider Man Two because uh, mm. you know something coming up, but. I think sometimes the third movies can get a bad rap because the expectations are so high. Um, now I was always more of a Luke guy than a Han guy um, growing up. I mean, maybe that's because I was removed from, you know, I didn't grow up with Indiana Jones, you know, and all that stuff in, in my household. Um, so like the third movie for me, I love, um, I think it's a good sequel. Um, I think it kind of carries the arc of the characters, you know, the relationship, you know, between, you know, Leia and Han, you know, Luke, you know, growing more. I think the problem that I think I would make for it is that with technology now and special effects now, looking back on the third one where it's like these two Titans, Luke Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader fighting, like it doesn't have that pop. You know what I mean? When you when you look at some of the even you know, lightsaber fights that we see nowadays. So I think you could make the case that like, it's not super strong, but the scene is great. You know, it holds, I think, I think I love it, but I, if somebody wanted to make that case, I, I wouldn't argue it. Um, but not a good sequel. You could make the case for that. Sure. Um, but I, I would say I, I, I disagree and that I, I think it's enjoyable. I will add also, you know, and, and maybe this is, uh, this is probably more for your argument than against it, even though I am against it. But um, I read a lot, a lot about the making of the original trilogy. I read full books on each individual movie and um, the director that they got for Empire Strikes Back, Irvin Kirshner, he was kind Mm -hmm. of his own guy and he made that movie how he wanted to make it. The guy that they got for the third movie, Return of the Jedi, Richard Marquand, he was more like a puppet for George Lucas. So Lucas always said, hey, I don't want to direct the movies after he directed episode four because he thought it was too much work, blah, blah, blah. And obviously we know he goes back for the, the prequels. But yeah. he he basically would not let Marquand have his say with stuff in this movie. He was constantly in his ear. So that, you know, if you feel like this isn't a good movie, it it's kind of known George Lucas isn't a great director. So this kind of lends him to that argument. And or I should say, not a good sequel. 
<laughs> yeah, I, no, that makes it, sense. It's such weird, like, too, like, how, like, basically, like, and it, this bothers me going into, like, farther into the future of, like, Rise of Skywalker, where, like, Palpatine, all he does in these movies is just, like, sit. He sits, and, like, that's it. Well, not in died. Revenge like, of the Sith. Oh, that's right. He's flipping all over the place, <laughs> like, because, you know, because logic. Um, but other than that, like, he's just, like, I don't think he was a strong enough character to, and I understand like with the prequels that, that it was basically like a Darth Vader trilogy for the like, um, but I don't, I don't think his presence in the fourth one, or I'm sorry, in um in Jedi really warranted to come back into Rise of the Skywalker. Like I thought, like I it just that carries. I think over that's more that an mess. indictment on Rise of the Skywalker than Return of the Jedi, though. I, I know. I'm just saying, like you know, it just I, I'm I'm gonna go off on a goofy rant, but I don't, yeah. you know. <laughs> But other than that, I'm just I'm holding that. I I said like maybe a year ago, I probably would have disagreed with my own point. But I rewatched mm-hmm. it and I like I rewatched um from one to one to nine, and I was just like, ah, it's it's like weird. I don't know. I'm not yeah. a, not a huge. I don't think it's a great sequel. So okay, yeah. fair enough. I think it's a hot uh, take. I mean, you're bringing the you're bringing the spice tonight, hands. Yes. Oh, heat is coming. Oh boy. Uh, all right, Harry, what do you got for us next? So the next thing I got for us, I mean, I mentioned it before on, on uh, I think, a pod, maybe even once or twice, but uh, all movies released in theaters should have subtitles. Um, we should have a, a subtitle generic system because no matter what streaming service I pull up, now this is a different take for it. Uh, they always have it like sometimes the words are bigger, sometimes they don't show as much. There should be a generic kind of, you know, template that all subtitles are, are clear, crisp, easy to read. Um, now I think all movies released in theater should have subtitles. One, I think the reason is, is because it's very useful for people who have trouble with hearing, you know, it's, it's a lot of times, you know, and we've all worked in the industry, you know, how many times did somebody come up saying it's too loud? It's too low. It's too loud. It's too low. You know, what helps some of this a little bit is having subtitles on there. Now, it should, you know, there's already foreign movies which mo- are adapted, you know, for American audiences to have subtitles. My favorite director, Christopher Nolan, a lot of his movies could use some help with some subtitles. Um, I think they get a bad rap. And then when people watch them at home and they have the subtitles to be like, that's what they said. Or, oh, this is what Bane was saying in The Dark Knight Rises. Um, so for me, I think all movies released in theater should have subtitles or like should have, you know, in, in today's world, I know it's a weird time for the theater industry, but have like a, a certain amount of show times that are available for you to go see in the theaters. Um, like, hey, this this new movie coming out over the weekend, bang, this is the subtitle show times for it. Hans, how you um, feel about this? I don't disagree. Um, you know, I think like in movies when you're going to watch like Fast and Furious and like IMAX and everything, like, I feel like having like being like probably to understand what Vin Diesel's talking about family or something <laughs> that, you know, you're gonna have to like kind of read into it and see what he's saying, actually like running through. Um, but in all, in all honesty, like I, I watch subtitles now with streaming because of Harry's recommendation. Cause a lot of shows I realize that I watch, I miss a lot of dialogue. <laughs> um, I'm re I'm watching season three of Westworld right now, which oh, subtitles man. are helping so well so much. because so much it's, it's great. Um, but in words. terms, of, yeah, in terms of movies, um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm I'm kind of mixed on this because I think that would, um, you know, working in the industry, I don't work in the industry anymore. I think that would cause such like a like a, a customer like crazy like people, you know, the generic 
viewer will be like, well, I don't want to read. Like the words are getting then in my way. Don't read it. But that's what I'm saying. It's just like that's why. Like I, I think for like if I was still in the industry, I'd be against it. So I didn't have to hear yeah. people complain. From where I'm at now with like streaming and and I, I don't necessarily think I would need it in the movie theaters. But again, you brought up the point of someone who's like hard of hearing, where I would agree with it in that point. But I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm. Yeah. I. I, well, I yeah. Go ahead. Even even when I watched a movie like Godzilla vs Kong in in Dolby, I was sitting there and I'm like, I don't know what they're saying because. Kong is being thrown halfway across the room and it's blaring in my ears. And I don't, you know, I'm, I don't, yeah. I would say I have pretty good hearing. It, I'm not trying to say this like I have bad hearing, but um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, even in those type of movies where it's like, ah, oh, you wouldn't need it for a fast and furious movie. And it's like, well, sometimes that happens. Or I think a movie like the 40 year old virgin, when I went to see that in theaters were super bad. It's like, people are laughing their heads off and it's like, what, what was that next line? Was that another joke? And then you, some people hear it and you hear more laughter. So I think it could only help. I don't think it hurts. I think it's, I think it's a, a must pop. I, I, yeah, I think, I think you have a fair point. I, I you know, yep. I, I'd have to like, let it still a little bit, but yeah. Papa, what do you think? Uh, this is my type of heat. Um, I think that this is a, a good take actually that I agree with. I, I watch movies with subtitles and captions on, all the time uh it's it's super rare that i don't and you know if they started offering it in theaters sure i think i'd be fine yeah. with that um as people who have all worked in the industry how many times did you get complaints about the current captioning system Enough. all the time yeah, all yeah. The time. it's like yeah. oh this device doesn't work oh i don't know how to program yeah, that, yeah. How to stupid blah, thing blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah yeah so what's the answer to that just do just open put it on the screen yeah, yeah exactly um you know, the, I, I don't know. I, it, it doesn't well, get any simpler than that. The other me. thing I was going to say, too, is even a movie like something like uh, when I saw The Father, The Father like is, I guess I want to call it like an English movie where it's like there's accents and it's like it's not so like that's not a movie that I would say is like hard to interpret. But like definitely for the first five or ten minutes, you're like trying to make sure you're like, you know, if they're speaking fast, it's like sometimes hard, hard to keep up. Or I think of a movie like Sing Street, which you know, is has a bunch of songs in it, but some of their accents are very thick. And it's like, I am not hundred percent sure if I'm catching everything he's saying or she's saying. So um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's needed for pretty much every movie. I, I would sure. actually agree now, like going through is because I, and the best example I can think of is when I watched Hamilton now on, um, on Disney yeah. plus I watched like me and me and Catherine watched it. Um, we made it halfway through. And we had to like, we didn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> and because they were moving so fast, quick. like we, yeah. we picked yeah. up on some words and I'm like, oh my God. And then someone from, um, from, I forget who suggested to her and said, watch it with subtitles. And, you know, there was like really no going back. Now it's just like, I, 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 everything I watch with subtitles. Yeah. Um, and mainly because of that and what, you know, Harry mentioned on the pod earlier, he's like, it, it really does. Like you do miss things over like whether you're laughing yourself or other people are laughing or just you pick on some, uh, pick up on some things. So I think it's, you know, I'm, I, I, I leaned more as we talked about it. So yeah, let's get those words on the screen. Wonderful. Start, okay. start reading. Let's, do it. let's start the Good petition. Team. Yes. We'll get it going. Uh, change.org. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Moving on to my last uh, hot take here. Um, I'm not going to say it's an excellent movie. I'm not going to say it's a good movie. But Spider-Man 3 is a decent movie. All right. Uh, now let's let's dive into this. And I'm, I'm going to address specifically what a lot of people have problems with. Um, 
number one, Venom. That's the biggest thing. Okay. Topher Grace, wrong casting. And yeah, Venom is not great because they didn't give a, a chance to fully adapt and give him, I don't want to say an origin, but make him a character of his own. He, he really yeah. shows up in the third act because the first two acts are about Peter with the black costume. Um, it's just, it's too big of a story to mash in with other characters. Um, it needs its own movie or, uh, you know, have the black costume be one movie and then Venom be a separate movie. Um, yeah. But that said, a lot of people take umbrage with uh, um, New Goblin. I thought he was perfectly fine. I thought the story that they did was really good. Uh, James Franco, you know, he's he's canceled now, I think. But, uh, um, you know, he did a good job in that movie. And, uh, I, you know, he plays both the menacing side of Harry Osborn as well as the innocent side when he has amnesia pretty well. Um, Kirsten Dunst, I thought, pulled off uh, a really interesting role because, you know, she she kind of goes into selfish mode a little bit and some of it you can understand because Peter's always talking about Spider-Man. Uh, but acting-wise, I, I thought she did a pretty good job. I could see both sides of her argument there. Um People really dislike the scene with uh, uh, Spider-Man where he's dancing and he's all emo. Yeah, look, the black costume expands on your personality and amplifies it. And if Peter thinks this is what the cool bad guy is, that's what it's going to be like. He's not mm -hmm. he's not going to be Mr. You know, evil villain to the max or anything like that with the, the black costume. He's going to be a dorky bad guy. And that's what he transformed into. I thought it was pitch perfect and I loved it. Um, I think the movie ends on a really like touching and bittersweet note. Uh, it it really kind of wraps up the trilogy in a good way because you get to see the progression of that that relationship between uh, Peter and um, Mary Jane. And man, the the slow jazz that they're playing, the song that they play as they just dance and then it fades into the score is just absolutely beautiful. Um, I just, <laughs> this movie is really touching. And I, I haven't even mentioned Thomas Hayden church, who is tremendous as Sandman. Uh, the score is really, really good in here. Spidey three gets a lot, a lot of undeserved hate. And every time I bring this up, people look at me like I'm crazy and I'm tired of it. This is my spicy take. I'm going off, baby. What do you guys think? You're not wrong. Um, I, I think I think that I'm glad I'm recording this. <laughs> you hear it a lot in, in movies now, like superhero movies now, where like the the biggest argument is when they add like another. Oh, my voice just cracked. Um, when you add another villain, it's like, oh, my God, now you're going to have like three villains. It's the Spider-Man three syndrome. Um, I agree with you, like the whole Venom, like the whole angle with that was uh, like, was really like done. Like he's one of Spider-Man's most famous villains and they basically just gave him what, 20 minutes of screen time. Mm -hmm. um, and then he was done. Like that was it. Um, I love the Sandman story. I, I, I do agree. There is a lot going on in the movie um, because it's like, at one point it's like, you know, Har or Harry, um, Peter like loses the suit or whatever gets the black suit. And then, He's his best friend's trying to kill him. And then there's a, a giant sand guy running around and, and some dude at his job trying to kill him. And, and, and there is 
there is a lot to the story. Um, I just think that I, I agree. It gets a lot of undeserved hate. I can see where some of the arguments that take place, like the dancing scene. I honestly don't care. It's a comic book movie. It's going to be in there. Like I, that, that, that silly stuff is going to be in there. That's not, I, I didn't, I didn't like sit there like going like Jesus Christ. Like this is, is this really like happening? I was just kind of just like, all right, it, whatever. Um, I, but I do like, I, I see both sides of why people like it and they don't like it. Um, I'm in the fence. I'm kind of on the fence more towards enjoying it um, more now because I think at the time I was more off the fence where I'm like, I don't there's like this. We're not. I think at this time they knew that Sam Raimi was out for Spider-Man four. And I think he said this was the last one. No, oh. no. He was supposed to do four. God. OK. And then they, right. I, they decided to reboot. Got it. OK. I thought he like beforehand. He's like, no, this is the last one I'm doing. Um, either way, I, I think that. After like one and two were like we're really like we're phenomenal like uh, Spider-Man movies. This it did miss the mark. Um, I think that they're like the the, the story was pat tried to pack so much, and I agree. Like if you split this into two movies, then it would have they could have spent a little more time like developing Venom and you know making sure that everyone kind of gets their right amount of time and and they can actually develop. Um, I don't think there was enough room to develop the characters. Kirsten Dunst, I'm not a huge fan of her. Like she's all right. I think sometimes she has like a personality of like a carrot and it just kind of takes, like, I don't, I, I like through the whole trilogy. She was okay. I like, I, I don't, nothing stands out from here in the other two movies that would like kind of, she was all right. Um, but other than that, like I, it definitely over the years that I've rewatched it, I find a, something instead of finding something I hate more, I find something I enjoy a little more. So to the point where I don't necessarily think it's a bad movie anymore. Okay. So, how what do you think? Yeah, I mean, for me, Spider-Man 3, I mean, this is kind of what I was talking about a little bit earlier of like the dreaded, like Spider-Man 2 is held up as one of the best superhero movies, you know, comic book movies ever. Um, and it's like, now you have to follow it up. And it's like, you add the Sandman, New Goblin, you know, Venom slash, you know, the black suit, uh, Gwen, Gwen Stacy's going to be in this movie, Mary Jane's in this movie, you know, and it just has a lot of moving parts. And, you know, it, it is known as, you know, the Spider-Man three syndrome, you know, when you have too many villains, um, I'm surprised when I was looking up the runtime for this movie, that it was only two hours and 19 minutes. And I felt like it would, when I watched it, it was super long. And now it's like we sit down for three hour Avengers movies and we're like, we need more. And it's like, <laughs> wait, huh? So I think I think in that element of it, I, you know, I would say I probably haven't rewatched this movie since it came out. Um, you know, maybe it poked in on TV and saw that it wasn't Spider-Man or Spider-Man 2. You know, when the old TV guide used to be like, you'd only see part of the title and you click on it. Oh, which Spider-Man is this? And it's like, oh, it's the third one. Um, so I think you're convincing me, Greg and Chris, to, to do a rewatch on it, maybe. Um but I will say that a decent movie, I, I'm not going to disagree or agree. I'm going to, I'm going to hold firm and I'll have to, I'll have to rewatch for you. But I, I do remember that. I do remember like Chris was saying, I do remember being in the theater being like, well, what is happening? What is going on with this movie? Um, and I would, I would have be interested to see if like they ever did make a Spider-Man four, if they would have just, you know, decided to spread this out a little bit more. Cause I think it would have helped the story. Um, and uh, yeah, I love Kirsten Dunst. I don't, I don't see, I don't see the hate there, Hanratty. So that's I didn't say hate. Thing. I just said sometimes she has a weird like acting personality. 
Do we, like she she's another one that like someone said like she whispers a lot like she kind of is like very soft-spoken yeah. and it's kind of like it reminds me of like Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator where you're just whispering through the whole movie he's like <laughs> rewatch it uh, oh, do yes. me a favor too if you guys rewatch this movie after Harry gets amnesia tell me that is not Frank he reminds me exactly of Frank Dude. when Every when, time I watch, every time I watch a movie and there's like almost like a Frank character, I'm always like, why isn't Frank in these roles? Somebody, somebody <laughs> in Hollywood hire Frank Halbiger to do more work. He's he's an amazing yes, actor. Please hire Frank Halbiger. Uh, but I'll yeah, you, I'll send you a speech at my wedding. It was phenomenal. So was yours, Hans. But uh, great speeches. Yes, very good speeches. Thanks. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So that's my take. Spider-Man Three is a decent movie. You guys need to rewatch it and deal with it. Uh, all right, Hans. What do you got for us? All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come out uh, and say it. The Dark Knight trilogy is is very overrated. Um, it start out no, it starts out <laughs> it starts out with Batman Begins is I think the best of the three. Um, I think it's wow. it's far superior than the Dark Knight. I think just stop looking at me. I didn't finish talking. I think that once you take if you take Heath Ledger's performance out of the Dark Knight. I think that was I think that was the strongest part of the movie. Obviously, like everyone's talking about it, but I think if you put someone else as the still Joker, the, the movies are still shut up. Are still like are, are it's just going to be okay? Like I think I think that movie leaned on Heath Ledger's performance too much, and it's just not it's it's not as good as people say it is. It's not. And then Dark Knight Rises, I've 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 argued this movie. Till the, I'll argue till the day I die. Other than Bane, I think this is like the best on, like on screen of Bane. We have only had other, one other movie with Bane on it. Um, I think this is. I think it's much better than Batman and Robin. I love Bane. I love him. I love the fight scenes with Bane. Um, other than that, that that whole movie is 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 awful. Um, <laughs> but I think with Batman Begins was great. I loved Liam Neeson in um in the role of um Rachel Ghul. Um. I, but again, I stop. I, never mind. I'm not gonna tell people what the, what to think because you know opinions. <laughs> it's just opinions. But the, like anyone who's like everyone who's listening right now, please, the Dark Knight is not as good as you think it is in your in your mind right now. It's not. Dude, Hanratty, 2021, out on <laughs> out on Chris Nolan Batman trilogy. And Yikes. it's just I, I just think it a lot. It, it leaned on because everyone was talking about that. They're like. Oh, like holy crap! Like Heath Ledger, like he, we thought he was going to be a terrible Joker, and he was great. Like he was, he was obviously the best part of the movie. But like Christian Bale's Batman voice sucks. It, oh my god! So oh, oh, what? And even like the acting in it, like I, like Gary Oldman. I know Harry. Like you're all on the Gary Oldman train. He even like can't even stay into an American accent because he's yelling at one point, and he di- and his British accent comes out. No one didn't pick that up, or he just was like, "Nah, just let it go." Uh, now you're nitpicking. Now, now he's just voice. he's let it go. Look, Ledger's Ledger's doing enough acting for everyone in this movie, so he's not doing any acting anymore. Um, no, I meant at the time. I no know, one's I just know. like, yeah, he just did a Joker scene. So <laughs> soon, Oldman, <laughs> Oldman, do your British accent. It's fine. Um. Aaron Eckhart was great until he was actually Two Face. Then he he was a terrible Two Face. He was awful. That, Stunned. Why? <laughs> Absolutely shocked. Why? why? And then like Batman, a- Batman just kills him. I mean, accidentally for the most part, he kills him, but <laughs> but it doesn't matter. But like I, I just it, it's just, I think the movie is is very overrated. 
outside of like a couple scenes. I, I don't, I think the whole trilogy is just, I, I'm not saying that I hate the dark Knight. I just don't think it, it deserves as much praise as it got. It, it was nominated for like best picture, right? Am I making that up or was it? Uh, Dark Knight in 2008 it was. when it came out. No, it wasn't. That was yeah. the big complaint because that's when they only had five nominees. That's right. Uh, the that's Dark Knight right. was yeah, yeah. the Dark Knight was the big one that kind of changed the way the Oscars looked at it because it was one right. of the highest grossing, most popular movies and wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I think Ledger's performance in that movie is absolutely incredible i am not taking away anything from him in that role i just think that this movie does not is not as good as people think it is and i think that like i i don't i see i can't change i know just talking to you right now looking at your faces that i'm not going to change your mind i don't even know why i'm like going to dig myself into this hole because you know you guys are just going to keep piling dirt on it um but other than that like i just just let me have it Wow, <laughs> I love Chris, that you, you just wear yourself out. <laughs> yeah. I do because do I, anything. because it's kind of like I, I like I know where like I probably put this on and people and and you guys this probably, is like, the, this when is I looked at the podcast. list. Yeah, I know, this but is, when you looked at the list, you're probably for. like this moron. Like, is this no. guy serious? I would I mean, never like, call you that, no matter how wrong your takes are. <laughs> what is that? Uh, I might, but <laughs> all right. So here's the deal. I'll, I'll start this off. Um, Batman Begins, tremendous movie. Uh, not a lot wrong with that. I'm, I'm not really going to go there. Uh, Dark Knight is a phenomenal movie. And I'm sorry, Hans, it is. It's widely revered. It's definitely one of the best superhero movies ever made. It like It's I'll not even a top question. 15. I'll go top 10. Okay. I'll go top 10. Okay. Top 10. But you'll go top 10. Okay. There's been legit like 100 or more 100 plus superhero movies you might not believe it but there have been uh i, I know ever I know. since so you're talking the top Wait, 10 percent of that and you're gonna say this trilogy's overrated and that's no, just you know no i'm taking that back i'm taking that back oh now no, he takes it back now that no. his argument's losing no because um, like, no he's gonna put it top 20 in a minute and keep letting go <laughs> i'm gonna put i'm gonna put it in the top 200 um okay. no nice no i just but just continue i'm just gonna all right this i mean the movie is just it's so so good it's a very well done accurate representation of the characters um yeah two-face could have done a little more maybe he wasn't as silly as your batman forever tommy lee jones but uh you know they that's not the way this trilogy works out this is a more realistic and grounded version and it works out based in the universe that they have um it it's just man dark knight is such a good movie and i don't get why you don't see that uh dark knight rises i'll admit has some pretty big faults and it's uh for me anyway it's still watchable um not my favorite but i will say with the two of those three movies being home runs uh it's just to say that this trilogy is overrated is a stretch armstrong stretch man how what do you got on this um, so I'm, we're, we're, my next topic is related to, to the Batman Christopher Nolan trilogy. Um, so for me, I mean, when I talk about superhero movies, the pinnacle for me is this trilogy. Um, you could make a case that the end game infinity war is up there, black Panther, captain America. You could make the argument that that is, but I mean, 
as you were saying top 15, top 10, I think Dark Knight is definitively a top five superhero movie. Um, I mean, listen, there's going to be more movies that are made. There's going to be another Robert Pattinson Batman movie that we could go down a rabbit hole for. Um, wow. So there will be more adaptations <laughs> for it. But I will say, I mean, this is like these movies, like, I, again, as you mentioned earlier, Chris, I mean, you love Liam Neeson. We, we had an argument about him earlier. You love him as Ra's al Ghul. Um, but like the Batman Begins movie didn't really break any records, didn't really shatter anything. Obviously, when The Dark Knight came out and, you know, when Heath Ledger passed away before and it took an, it took it to another level. Um, you know, everybody was talking about his performance. You know, it got nominated for an Oscar. Dark Knight was nominated for eight Oscars. It won two of them. Um, we, we just talked about how it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Um, I think it is The Dark Knight is definitely a top five, maybe even top three, you know, movie, the more I even talk about it. And The Dark Knight Rises, which we'll get to in a minute, I think has rewatchability. I think falls problem to the third movie syndrome of the second one being so great that it's hard to live up to the third one. Um, and I think the series as a whole is just incredible. I think this is the pinnacle of superhero movies. Um, you, I'll ride for Chris Nolan any day of the week already, but yeah, just I put know. his name on it, um, you know, uh, for it. It's just, yeah, it's an incredible trilogy. It's not overrated at all. It's properly rated, um, you know, where it's at. Um, I would say Batman Begins probably doesn't get enough love. You know, some of the fight choreography in that, you know, when Batman, you know, and Christian Bale's training is, is great. I think his voice is great. He's the only one who I know when I've seen Batman try to change his voice when he's talking to people and doesn't talk in his regular voice. He actually ben Affleck puts, does. Oh, all right. Well, Ben Affleck is trash and that Justice Whoa. League is trash. All right, and no, all that is oh, trash. Well, yeah, I mean, so, you're half there's right. a lot of takes in there. I just about how much I love the Nolan trilogy. So don't throw out some Affleck. Sure. I, yeah. You know where Affleck got that influence? Probably from Christian Bale. Zach I'm not Snyder. saying he did, but yeah, probably. Yeah. Zack Snyder. <laughs> but yeah, for me, um, this is an awful take. You're my friend. I don't You're care. I, 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 best man <laughs> at my wedding. I love I really, you. And this is he awful. takes it back. <laughs> this is yeah i don't take it back i think this oh, I, I, God. it gets it starts out like if if i had to rank these like you know like i don't know four stars out of five or family stars out of five batman begins five dark knight yeah i saw don't back up you get get back i gotta make sure you're, <laughs> you're as close to the screen as possible if you hear this batman begins five dark knight three and a half oh my god dude what are you saying Dark Knight Rises, like a two. Oh, dude, you were at. You put. Here's the thing with the Dark Knight, dude. Like, it's all right. Take away the fact that it's a Batman movie. It's it's like a really good movie too. Like, yeah. there's twists and turns. There's mystery. There's thrills. There's suspense. Like, it's just, it's a great movie. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, this is that's fine. <laughs> No, I, right. I just, I, I, I guess don't, what I, I just... we're gonna keep talking about it. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, if all right, like, hypothetical, like, yeah, would you like? Do you think the movie like take away Ledger and put in like whoever some of the names that they were arguing before? Like, I think like I, I think it was rumors like Crispin Glover at one point might have been rumored. Um, what's the, what's that guy's name from the pianist? Um, the Adrian, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody was like was was kind of a lead. Do you think that if like and it's it's you know hindsight you can't like really kind of make that like decision like 
like if they like put like a poor like like a just an okay performance of the Joker, would you still think like this was like I like? Would you think less of the movie? Well, yeah, because that's a component of it for sure. Right. Yeah. But and I think not, if you take it's the not the biggest only component. But I but I think if you take the biggest component, which was I was just Heath Ledger's performance. I've argued this with so many people. They're like, but Heath Ledger was amazing, man. Yeah, I'm not saying there's people, there's good actors and good performance in and I I almost said a, a, a bad word in <laughs> terrible movies. Like in bad movies. I think and I'm not and I'm not saying that the that the Dark Knight is bad. I I never say in my argument said it's overrated. It's but I I like you know, I, I think that if you take that out. It's not going to be as, as good as I, I think if you take that out, the movie's not going to be as good as people think it is. Like, if that makes sense. Like, I just I don't I, I don't agree know. with that. No, I agree with that. But at the same time, it's still a really strong movie, I, even without that. I don't know. I, I, I mean, you're here's the thing. You're not going to change my mind. I, and, and I know, like, we're not here to change each other's minds. Right. Right. Because that's what their hot takes for. Like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to sign off today and be like, hmm. You know what? <laughs> they were right. Like, I'm going to stand my ground and say it's overrated. So I'm I, sorry I you guys like hate that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I do hate it. Um, I will say that if uh, there's season four of Peaky Blinders, Adrian Brody plays uh, Luca Changretta. And he absolutely I'm not saying it's a Joker level type performance, but he adds something to that show that is like a wild card. And he probably would have made a pretty good Joker um, after watching that. Um, But I will say, I mean, it's you're kind of the way the way you're having your take. It's kind of like you're removing one of the primary pieces of what people love about the Dark Knight and being like, how good would it be without it? It's like probably not that good. Um, you know, if we replace, if we want to play that game, you know, remove Robert Downey Jr. out of the Avengers series and like how good is another person in his shoes? You know, it's like, I think it like the, I would say you could make that case for the Dark Knight Rises. Like what would have happened if Heath Ledger would have lived? Would we have had a third movie with the Joker? Like what would have been, you know, kind of the primary thing there? So I think that's a good case to make for the Dark Knight Rises, but I agree. And I agree with that. I think that because I think from what I I remember reading, like the Joker was going to be like a big part of Dark Knight Rises. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate what happened, you know, but I I just think at at that point, like Nolan would probably had his back to the wall and was just like, I need to close this trilogy out. And this is what I got. Like, I unfortunately don't have the biggest part of my previous movie. So I got to figure out what to do now. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's still overrated. Yeah. Okay, well, you can be wrong. It's fine. We love All you. right. Well, Harry, Whatever. your last one kind of has something to do with this, right? Yeah, it does. Um, so my last take, and again, making sure we choose our words words clearly here. Um, yeah, I, I realize that's that's the bit of trend this podcast of like <laughs> saying the wrong words that are, are like basically blowing this thing up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for me, and I'll, I'll explain my my story in a minute. The Dark Knight Rises is a more enjoyable, entertaining rewatch over the dark night now on our flight home from antigua antigua to miami and miami to philadelphia um my my wife put on the dark night on on the ipad and listen anybody the next time you're on a plane i mean it's i know it's rough i know you know pandemic's coming out of it a little bit you know hopefully for the better and i hope things continue to get better but watching like other people because I, I like the people watch watching other people and what they watch on like decide to put on play movies like somebody put on avatar on their iphone and i was like what 
And my wife, she just likes to put on these guilt, you know, these movies. I mean, Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight should be on seen on the biggest screen possible, filmed with IMAX cameras, and she's watching it on an iPad. But that's beside the point. So she puts on the Dark Knight, and I'm watching it, and like, you know, I'm kind of, I don't have headphones in, I'm kind of just peering over and being like, I love this scene, love this scene, love this scene. And then a rewatch, she rewatched the Dark Knight Rises when we were back home, and I just sat down and I was like enthralled by it. I was so entertained. Now, as we mentioned with The Dark Knight, it has obviously the Heath performance, which is incredible, it has that opening scene, which is obviously memorable. Um, I think that was even like previewed in like before the movie came out, you know, when Batman has to go get Lau and he goes over and that scene is insane. Uh, the Gordon scene when he comes back, I remember being in the theater and the applause for that going insane. But I feel like after Rachel dies and the Harvey Dent thing, I feel like the movie kind of sucks loses momentum i wouldn't say sucks but i would say it kind of loses momentum and i don't know if that's because you know you're thinking hey we're gonna have a third movie you know let's not do the spider-man thing you know we'll have an opportunity to do another movie for it um but when i watched rises again i'm hooked on the opening plane scene i love all the catwoman scenes with with anne hathaway she's she's just steal scenes in that movie all the time when Batman returns, that's uh, incredible. The whole kind of cop chase with them, you know, the cops having those one-liners. I think you got a different animal there, boss. You know, um, Bane versus Batman scene when they fight in the tunnels is great. The football scene and kind of when Bane takes over the city is amazing. And I'm not going to lie, when you watch the last 20 minutes of that movie and how it ties everything up, and I know it's in a neat little bow, you can make that criticism if you want. But I think that for me is what makes the movie a more enjoyable and entertaining rewatch. That last 20 minutes when it's kind of been building to this, you know, what Batman's going to do. And I remember, I mean, I remember our buddy Tim had this argument of like, they really went for it. You know, if you've never seen it, fast forward 30 seconds, they went and killed Batman. They did it. They had, you know, Nolan did it. And then obviously I know it comes back and it turns into like, they didn't really do it, but he's not Batman anymore. Um, I think it's a more entertaining rewatch, you know, having rewatched both of them within the last two to three days. I think it's, I, I think it gets a little more hate. Like you were talking about with your Spider-Man three take, Greg, I think it gets more hate than it deserves. Yeah. Uh, hands, you want to go first? Sure. Um, so you guys know, know how much. No, no, yeah. <laughs> you guys, yeah. So you guys know how I feel about like what about Bane. I love like Bane. I love quoting him, like putting my <laughs> movie that's improved well with subtitles. As I, well. I honestly, yeah. I honestly, <laughs> I love, I love Tom Hardy's Bane. I, I really think like, and Greg, you pointed out earlier when you said it was like a, a more realistic, like they're not going to have a guy in a luchador mask run around with like pumping venom into himself. Like that, yeah. that's just too goofy in this kind of environment. Um, I, I think the opening plane scene is, is great. Um, you know, there are, there are parts like I, I absolutely between the dialogue and the action of the first fight between Bane and Batman is probably one of my favorite Batman, just action scenes from any, any Batman included movie. Um, and I guess if we're without keeping the rest of the trilogy, like, like talking about that, like I, I do agree that it, it, it does have more rewatchability, like factors than the dark knight because i think there are like some there are some goofy moments in this one but like i hate the last 20 minutes of this movie i really hate it I like it. i i i despise it the editing is all all over all over the place talia al Ghul, they wasted her and she's a, a terrible villain um and it just i i don't Fair like point. it i don't like it 
Um, I think the Bane and Batman fight, the second fight was really quick and really like just, uh, I think it, the, it just was, it was not good. They're fighting in broad daylight with a bunch of crazy people fighting cops. And it just was, was weird. And, and Bane is so numb on painkillers. He punches see, through concrete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Batman has like his magic leg again. He's like, kick, he kicks him through the glass. I feel like I feel like that's like a comic book thing that like I didn't even really care about. Like I have no mm-hmm. relation to Bane other than the two movies that I watched Bane, that we kind of discussed a little bit. But Bane um, actually had like incredible Hulk powers where like the angrier he got, the stronger he got because he yeah. was like punching well, through pillars. Like you said, that's the whole thing. Batman, when they first fight, uses all of his energy to try and defeat Bane and wears yeah. himself out. That's and what he, he says. Him. He says it. So that's the opposite of that. In that fight, Bane is going for Batman because he, you know, he's he's against the wall. He realizes Batman's too strong for him, and he's trying to fight back against that. And he's fighting too hard, and he wears says, himself out. Says peace has cost you your strength. Victory has defeated you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so quotable those movies too. Again. And then I will say, I will say, I didn't make this point earlier, but I think the Dark Knight Rises has the better supporting cast, as I mentioned with Anne Hathaway. I think she steals the movie a lot. I agree. JGL, I agree with that. Ben yeah. Mendelsohn, Aiden Gillen, with like a couple little small roles in there. You know, as Daggett and uh, as the CIA operative. Yeah, what's that dude's um, name? Um, what's that? Not um, Daggett. Well, who was that? That was um. Uh, that's Ben Mendelsohn. Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. No, yeah. I was thinking of Aiden Aiden Gillian from um. He was in the beginning. For yeah, like you five minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, five yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd like. Uh... All right, Greg. So what, what do you so think? So do you think? Yeah, yeah, Greg. Let's. let's <laughs> no, go ahead. Go. How are we going to say? I was just going to say, entertaining, more enjoyable rewatch. Um, I disagree because I still think The Dark Knight is a better movie, so it's always going to be better to rewatch for me. Hmm. Uh, there's two things that really take me out of the dark night one i don't buy the fact that just because batman's rises, love rises right yeah or, it rises i'm sorry right. two things no, two things oh, that take me out of rises. i was getting excited um <laughs> number one is just because the fact that batman's love dies he suddenly retires for four years or eight years or whatever goes out of the game i don't buy that i don't um he does that in the comics, but that's because Bane breaks his back first and then he goes into retirement. Right, it's right, not yeah. the other way around where somebody dies and then he goes into retirement. Hell, he loses a Robin. Robin gets beat to death by the Joker and he keeps going, you know, because that's what Batman does. He soldiers on. Um, so that kind of takes me out of this story a little bit. And then the whole thing where, you know, Batman gets his, his back broken by Bane and then he gets shipped off to the the prison and how long exactly is gotham under siege for and then the the back magically heals and he comes back like all that is a little hokey and plot holy to me um and that kind of takes me out of it a a little bit as well but the rest of the movie i agree is entertaining i don't think as a movie it it stands up to the dark knight uh Mm -hmm. but i do think you know it is it's it's a good movie and i'll watch it it's just those two things really take me out of it i I never thought about uh, what you mentioned, which is the supporting cast being stronger in Rises. And I think you might be right about that. I I think you have a good point there. Um, But because Dark Knight is a better movie overall for me, I find it more rewatchable. And this one, not as rewatchable. Still enjoyable, just not as rewatchable. I think I think part of it for me too. Sorry, Chris, um, okay. is that like I rewatched both of them so quickly in succession, and it's like I think for me, not that like I probably have watched Dark Knight like 
20 times, 15 times. And I probably watch rises maybe more like five to 10. Mm. And it's like that for me, I think is something where it's like, I watched it. And I was surprised at how much like I got sucked in. Like I Still literally a came fresher for morning. you. Yeah. I came down in the morning. I sat down on the couch and I was like, Oh, I can't leave. Like Hathaway is about to, you know, uh, trick, you know, try to trick, you know, the Daggett and his goons to like, you know, do all that. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I, I, I agree with you hundred percent. It's dark Knight is a, a better movie. But it's like for me, like rewatching, like the entertainment factor, like felt a lot better. And the timeline issues, like you're mentioning, it's crazy to me that it's like this is a movie that takes eight place eight years after, you know, the the Dark Knight. And then, like you mentioned, it's like the timeline of like, wait, we're shifting like this movie's going to like in an hour shift like four months in advance. And like they kind of explain the timeline in there. And I think it kind of makes sense if, you know, if you rewatched it yesterday. But I do agree with you, like kind of like how long is he training? You know, it'll be like three months, four months, he fixes his back. They mention, you know, how long the bomb's going to take to deteriorate. You know, again, how long have they been in the siege? The whole kind of adding the government aspect is definitely a plot hole where it's like, oh, now like the entire like White House is like Gotham needs to be protected. Uh, I definitely think there's definitely plot holes. But as far as just entertaining and enjoyable like rewatch, I felt like it was it was worth it. Uh, Hands, you were going to say something? Yeah, I, I actually like it. Like, I, I've probably seen this more than I've seen, like, Dark Knight, only because of, like, like you said, like, in terms of rewatchability, like, there are a lot of, like, I feel like it's more enjoyable. Like, this was more enjoyable than The Dark Knight because it had, like, like I said, has more, like, more memorable, like, memorable scenes. I actually enjoy watching this and finding more things that are, like, either wrong or plot holes because there are a lot of them. Like, and you'd, like, say, like, like you even say like the whole thing with like the bomb of like how long he was in the jail for. And it always bought like one, like just an example, like when Bane's at the field and he like kills the scientist who can disarm the bomb, he like says something. He's like, Oh, it'll go off in three months. Like do it now. Like, like, like why are you waiting three months to do something? And then like you get Batman who's, who's somehow miraculously recovers from a broken back in some shoddy yeah. prison. He couldn't have like, he couldn't have had two of his goons like sitting at the top, like just poking their head down. Right. Is that Batman? Is he training? Should we <laughs> oh let Bane God. know? Right. Cut that out. Him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like somebody, somebody go down and kick him in the legs a little bit. <laughs> he's hallucinating and seeing Rachel Ghoul, And you're like, Oh no, but his back's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah, peeking in like, uh, like does anyone have any kind of phone, like a guard, like that's basically <laughs> I, a guardless prison. I think yeah, like you right. He's not using he's not using the rope. Yeah. He's not using the rope. He might do it. What do I, I do? Do I shoot him? If you flip the movie a little bit and you put the first Bane and Batman scene in the beginning as opposed to the plane scene, have Batman go out of commission, you know, he's rehealing at home, then bring in like, you know, they're stealing the nuclear plans or whatever it is and kind of tell him the story that way. I think it probably like Greg said, it would probably be more honorable to the comic book fans. Um, but I don't know. I, I think part of it is like, I think it's got that third movie syndrome where it's like, you know, the momentum from the second movie just couldn't live up to it. Um, and I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a really fun rewatch. I would highly suggest got, it to people it's got, who it's got bad movie syndrome. Oh, jeez, Louise. <laughs> Dude, you're, you're whatever, man. Hater. All right. Anytime well, Christopher Nolan's brought up around here, it's, it's a fight every time. Oh, I'm sorry. But yeah, but but uh, what's my favorite side? Well, one of my favorite science fiction movies, Interstellar. Yeah. Who who directed that? Christopher, Christopher Nolan, Nolan, the God. And I love I love Inception. So I don't hate Nolan. I just think, mm-hmm. you know, his Dark Knight movies are overrated. Here we go. Get that over the head, Greg. We're going yes, on arm show. It's go. been a while. 
Oh, uh, all right. Well, that does it for our random spiciness. We've got hot takes all over the place here, and I think we need to chill out for a little while. So thank you guys for joining us as always. Uh, Harry, anything for the people? Uh, you know, follow us on PS Live Spicy. I know we've kind of, you know, not been, you know, on top of that as much as we should be, but, you know, we're back into the swing of things. I don't have the wedding plan anymore. I'm back from Antigua. We're going to be, we're going to be throwing some things at you people. So, you know, like, you know, follow, you know, keep up with us. Let us know, let us know, tweet at us, you know, your thoughts on, on this episode and other episodes and, you know, um, engage with us. Hands, anything for the peeps? Um, I'm actually going to sign off like probably maybe like right right now because I'm going to go watch uh, uh, going to watch the Blade trilogy, which is far superior. <laughs> than I mean, Pi. two of those uh, movies are good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, no, 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 nothing. You know, please follow our Twitter. Um, any suggestions, please let us know. Let me th- let please let me know that you agree with me with the Dark mm-hmm. Knight and any other baloney takes apparently according to these two. So. I don't know if I'm going to be on yeah. the next podcast. I got to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please let us know uh, what you thought about our hot takes. Let us know if you have any random hot takes that you think a lot of people disagree with. Let us know what those are. Um, mm. Hit us up on the YouTube comments section or, you know, on Twitter. What do you got to say? Hands. Hey, can you just please make sure that when you do record the next one, you do include me in the time and don't record without me. Yes. <laughs> we'll try. All right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Uh, if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. Uh, and yeah, don't be afraid to like, share, follow, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, but most importantly, as always, live spicy. Spicy.